0: Introducing the man who loves Neil Diamond almost as much as J.D. and Darren, so look out, he's
1: coming to America. Coming
0: to you, hi, he is
1: Glenn Clark. Not bad, it's the perfect crime. Good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio, I'm Glenn, he's Paul. Good to have you with us. Happy Thursday. We're here till you know, 12 or so. Much to do on the program today. We're going to chat with the executive director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy. He's going to join us here in just a few minutes. Get ready for next week's event, our weekly NFL draft segment. Find out a little bit more about the players that will be participating, maybe a few of the offensive linemen in particular that might be of interest to you, the Baltimore Ravens fan. We'll do that here in just a bit. Uh, very rare that we do this, but for the second time this week, Anthony Levine Sr. is going to join us a little bit later on. Of course, uh, Co-Cap was with us on Monday, and I tried, I tried to, to get something like, hey man, you uh, you know, you think about your future at all? And he was like, ah, yeah. sandbagging me, sandbagging me. No, I mean, uh, clearly he had a plan, and uh, that played out, and he announced his retirement from the Baltimore Ravens. and. We're happy for him, and uh, he's going to transition into a uh, scouting coaching role with the team, which is very cool for them to be able to keep him around. We'll talk to him about that later on this hour. In the 11 a.m. hour we'll make our picks for championship weekend. Uh, Ken Zalas will join us and uh, share some thoughts about how these games will go down. Kind of important for me, I have to pick one game differently. If I don't pick one game differently than Kyle, I'm done. It's over. He clinches. If we pick both games the same way, he clinches today. Today. It's over. It's over, Jack. It's done. And I'm very nervous about that. Not that it really matters. It's not that much money. But still, you you at least want to drag out the drama a little bit for the sake of the show. I think I know, literally only for the sake of picking a game differently than him, I think I know what I'm going to do. But I don't believe in it. Like, I think it's only going to keep me alive for two more, three more days until it inevitably he's right and I'm wrong on Sunday. But I think I know what I'm going to do just to give myself a chance to play on, to, to play on and, uh, and keep hope alive. So we'll get there in the 11 a.m. hour. Uh, that's all coming up on the program today. Today's show is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. I don't know if you made your plans to where you're going to be yet for the big game But if I were you, I'd try to be at live casino and hotel and in the FanDuel Sportsbook because there is just no better atmosphere that you could ask for. We were there, obviously, for the divisional round, and it was insane. I mean, it was nuts. Every play in the fourth quarter. And these aren't even like, you know, there were maybe a a handful, five or six total, like, hardcore Rams or Buccaneers fans. It was just everybody who had skin in in the game. And so because you got money at stake, people losing their – damn minds over every play it was an insane atmosphere the food at sports and social is amazing i highly recommend the thai chili wings um it's just an unbelievable atmosphere with the with the in-game betting right it's such a cool thing if you feel a certain way you look up you say boy those numbers are shifting i might want to go get in on that so so much fun but there's going to be a huge crowd. And so if you want to guarantee your spot, what I would do if I were you is I would email events at sportssocialmd.com. That's events at sportssocialmd.com to guarantee your spot, whether you want to sit in um, one of the you know, like uh, massaging or reclining chairs is what I meant to say. They're not massaging chairs. They're reclining chairs. Um, although if you, bring the right, if you bring Jeremy Kahn with you, maybe they could become massaging chairs because he'd be willing to do that for you. If you want to sit in uh, one of the reserved areas, you can get your spot. You gotta email events at sportssocialmd.com dot com right now, and then you'll be in. Um, yes, Ben Roethlisberger officially retires. Oh well, that's that's. I mean, like I I guess that's what we were all assuming, but my God, that. I, there's that small part of me that wonders if like he he just spent 3 weeks poking around like any chance any chance at all you'd be willing to any chance Denver any chance um got his answer and said all right I guess I'll save face and announce that I'm retiring. He definitely could also be the type that um you know you get <laughs> you get to like the middle of the season next year and somebody's in desperate straits you would be like, yeah, I'll come back and play for you. You know, I'll give you a game or two. I saw somebody do that bit this week. I don't remember who it was on Twitter that was like, uh, if I were the Giants, I would sign Barry Bonds for one game to reset his Hall of Fame clock. I saw that. And I was like, it's a hell of an idea. It's a hell of an idea. It is. Right? Like, it's (laughs) a hell of an idea. Do you have
0: any doubt that Barry Bonds could still come out and get a a few hits a week? Uh, Yeah, I do. I have a lot of doubts about
1: that. Yes. He's Barry Bonds. I understand what you're saying. I really do. And if what you're saying is, like, maybe he could hit o twenty six 26 for the season, like, yeah, maybe he could. No, he
0: could hit better than that.
1: I, I... If Bernie Mac could do it. Yeah, right, Bernie Mac, yeah, that's that's a good point. Well, he got one hit, if you remember correctly. He got three. He needed three to get the 3,000. That was what it was? It was three? God, it's been a long time since I watched Mr. 3,000. (laughs) I'm I'm not proud of the fact that I ever watched Mr. 3,000, frankly, but... For some reason, it's like when I think of Miller Park, I think of that before I think of anything related to the (laughs) Brewers. I'm like not kidding remotely. I think of Mr. 3, that when I see Miller Park, the first thing that comes to my mind is Mr. 3000. Mm -hmm. That's just the way that it goes. And for some odd reason, that brief period in time when CeCe Sabathia pitched for the... Uh, Brewers, 2008. Yep. is that what it was. Yeah, because like, he signed with the Yankees. I, or not. I, I I remember it like so fondly for some reason. I was like hyped that CC Sabathia was a Brewer because he was he bit. was
0: he was good in Cleveland that year. Yeah. and then he went to the Brewers and he was otherworldly. Yeah, he pit- was and he pitched every other day.
1: Yeah, they really did. They pitched, pitched his arm off. That's day. a great point. They really did. So, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger retires, which is almost as important as Anthony Levine Sr. retiring, honestly. like I think when you, when you weigh the two, who, there was a baseball player that did a great bit this week. Oh, it was Gordon Beckham, who was like, now that my friend Buster Posey has retired, I'm also going to announce my retirement from baseball so that we can go into the Hall of Fame together. <laughs> it such a good bit. <laughs> really really well like if you're gonna send out a tweet like that it's just so perfectly done so who perfect. was the player again i'm so sorry gordon beckham gordon beckham gordon beckham, gordon beckham. Gordon beckham. nice was or he the one that, which beckham was in baltimore for first tim beckham gordon beckham was, was supposed was, uh, to be a rock star yeah was supposed to be a superstar like was supposed to be just and ju- it just never happened man nope. it just never was the case for old gordon beckham gordo as i call him because we're pro- close close personal friends so i can do that um the of course weird day yesterday where all of a sudden all of the michigan people and all the college football reporters started saying hey done deal mike mcdonald he's the guy he's going to baltimore he's going to be the defensive coordinator and we're all like all right cool that makes sense obviously he was in baltimore for a long time he was a guy that was gradually moving his way up and then got the opportunity to go out with jim and be the defensive coordinator It makes all the sense in the world it's not promoting someone internally, but it really is, right? It really is promoting an internal candidate because Mike McDonald was the assistant head coach for a little while in Baltimore before he left. Like, Mike McDonald, it makes all the sense that that would be the choice, the Ravens to be their next defensive coordinator. As we talked about yesterday, it's a little bit weird, like, not knowing about the story with Jim Harbaugh because, as I said, if Jim Harbaugh Harbaugh's going to the NFL, presumably Mike McDonald could have just gone with him, so was this really his way of saying, like, yeah, I, uh, I trust John more than I trust you? Was this really his way of saying, like, I like the situation in Baltimore more than I like the situation in, say, Las Vegas? I, who knows? But then as the day unfolds, it's not a done deal. And the Ravens are still interviewing candidates.
0: Oh, I didn't see that.
1: Yeah. But yet there's still this belief that he's the favorite to get the job. It's a very weird. Everything about it is really, really weird, man. Like it's just a bizarre. I'll read uh, Jeff Zriebeck's tweet from last night. Like I, I just watching this, and and I know it's not all that dissimilar. Like two nights ago, Byron Leftwich was going to be the coach of the Jaguars. Here we are two days later, and Byron Leftwich is still not the coach of the Jaguars. And now there's this report that like he's only going to take the job if they blow out the GM and hire Adrian Wilson to be the next GM instead, right? Like it's. It, Part of the the problem is everybody wants to be first, and there's still a lot of things that we don't know yet. So here's a string of things that Jess Rebeck said from The Athletic. Nothing finalized yet for the Ravens, but as others have said, Michigan, D.C., Mike McDonald has emerged as the Ravens' top choice for their D.C. job. McDonald interviewed in 2018 for the same job that went to Wink Martindale. Now he looks like Martindale's likely successor. Okay, well, that's just sort of echoing everything everybody else said. Then four hours later, Jess Rebeck tweeted, Harbaugh's still working through this process. McDonald's potential departure to the Ravens seems to be getting treated like a mere formality at Michigan, but the Ravens are still working toward finalizing a decision. McDonald is still perceived as the top candidate, though, to return to Baltimore. Oh, okay. An hour after that. Coaches who have or will formally interview for the Ravens D.C. job include Ravens defensive lineman coach uh, Anthony Weaver, Ravens pass game coordinator Chris Hewitt, Michigan D.C. Mike McDonald, Jags defensive coordinator Joe Collins, Saints defensive backs coach Chris Richard, Cowboys defensive backs coach Joe Witt Jr., Buccaneers inside linebackers coach Mike Caldwell. That came after, um, I can't even remember the name of the ESPN Buccaneers reporter who reported that Mike Caldwell interviewed the job. Jeff follows up, there might be a few others too. And there certainly are a good number of available coaches who have had informal talks with Harbaugh about the Open D.C. job. It's very weird.
0: Grant Balfour. That's what I think of. Oh, he's going to be an Oriole. He's an Oriole. He's going to be the closer. Yeah, again.
1: I do remember that. And Did then, he actually no, no, sign not. at one point? Was all, he, all he had to do was
0: pass a physical. Right, he yeah. Failed he failed physical. Right, correct. He flipped out. Like, on social media. Right. And then he went to the Rays and pitched, like, a six-something ER right. that
1: year. Right, 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 And who was the other one that was the physical? Oh, no. Uh, uh, Aaron Seeley. No, no. That was years before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they signed. No, r- more recently. Oh, Giovanni Yvonne- si- Gallardo. Gallardo failed the physical. And they signed them anyway. Mm-hmm. Correct. To a different deal. Yes. That, uh, <coughs> that, that was a thing. All right. So, and Ryan Grant with the Ravens once upon a time.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: So... I work through all of this and still come out of it. Come out of it thinking to myself, it's most likely to be Mike McDonald based on everything that we've heard, but maybe there's this other side of it. Maybe there's this part where Mike McDonald's like, well, I would kind of like to know where Jim Harbaugh's going mm-hmm. and what my options are. And if he takes a job in the NFL, and I look and say, you know, see that there's a bunch of stud defensive players there, whereas in Baltimore there's, you know, there's a little bit less. If we're just being honest, there's not quite the same. And I don't know where that would be. I try to think. Now we know the Broncos so it won't be the Broncos because they're going to hire Nathaniel Hackett as their next head coach. But let's say it was the Dolphins, and you got Xavier Howard, and you got Rashad Jones, and you're like, you know, no offense in Baltimore, but like those pieces down there are really good, man. Like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I definitely. Those pieces are are Xavier Howard's a little bit more high end than Marlon Humphrey even when we thought Marlon Humphrey was Marlon Humphrey, right? And I think we all believe that Marlon Humphrey will be Marlon Humphrey again, just a weird anomaly of a season. Rashad Jones is definitely better than any safety they've got in Baltimore. And I'm saying these things not knowing about the contract status of anybody in Miami because I just don't pay attention to those things the same way. My God, why would I? Um, I could could see him sort of saying, look, man, could you tell me what you're you're doing? Because that would help me in making my decision. If I knew what you were doing and Jim Harbaugh, the problem might be that he doesn't know what he's doing. Like he just doesn't have an answer on that. He does not know for sure whether or not he's going to take an NFL job. Like it's, it's completely possible. So we think the answer is going to be Mike McDonald. We're pretty sure based on all the reports yesterday, that the answer is going to be Mike McDonald, but the answer ain't Mike McDonald yet. It, as of right now, the Ravens continue looking for a defensive coordinator and, we have to be patient, which is just not something that we're good at. We want our dessert now. We don't have to, want to have to wait for dinner. We want to go ahead and get over to the ice cream bar and, and, and put jimmies and cherries all over our ice cream. That's the way that it works. So there's that. Um, I want to know today, we talked about this last week, and I told you guys a week ago that my rooting interest was the Bills. That was it. I was rooting for the Bills. <laughs> And, of course, I got to enjoy that for all of a few minutes. Is there anything left? Is there anything left that you care about related to the NFL playoffs? And, again, the answer might be simple as my bets. I'm going to Live Casino and Hotel on Sunday. I'm putting some bets down. Totally get that. Is there anything left that you have any interest in at all related to these NFL playoffs?
0: Can you find yourself as a person that... Roots for the Ravens, mm-hmm. isn't a fan of the Bengals. Can you find yourself cheering for Pat
1: Mahomes? Nope, not a chance. Not a chance. It's not, I have nothing against Pat Mahomes personally, but there's no chance that I could cheer for Tyree Hill. There's no chance that, uh, you know, trust any any as we talked about yesterday, any scenario that involves more of uh, Mrs. Mahomes and brother Mahomes in my life, I'm I'm out. No, no, thank you. There is no bloody way for me to embrace Kansas City in fact the more embraceable story is by far the Bengals Mm -hmm. you just don't want to embrace them because of what we talked about a week ago where you're fearful that they're about to be like if they go beat the Chiefs this weekend holy hell you know like we really are talking about a different animal moving forward if that's how good if their crap offensive line is irrelevant and they can go beat the Chiefs because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, are they that good? Katie Barr the effing door, man. Like, they're going to be a huge problem for a very long time. See, I'm, I'm okay
0: with that. Yeah, uh, I,
1: I'm not. I can't embrace it in any way. I see, can't I, embrace I, I, it. I, I
0: won't embrace them, but I'm okay. Because we've lived through Raven Steelers for so long, I, I, and, I, and, and, and the top-notch performances of both teams, that it's kind of like you're used to this. And if the Steelers are going to fall by the wayside, somebody else needs to step up. Anyway, well, I'm also I well not convinced be the that the
1: Steelers are just going to fall by the wayside. They are very For good at identifying talent. Yeah. Maybe. Or they find a- Or <laughs> they are the team of all. They figure out which one of these quarterbacks is the guy that everybody's overlooking. And next year, Desmond Ritter is a thorn in our side. And we hate the guy forever. Like, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't a number one pick overall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they-, they know a thing or two about identifying talent in Pittsburgh. They've done it over the years. Um, it's it's one thing to say that from a football from a football perspective, if you were looking at it from ten thousand feet, the Bengals are a great story. They're a wonderful story, a moribund franchise that has been utterly and completely o- irrelevant for the overwhelming majority of their history. When in two years. Turning around just based on this quarterback, just based on how effing good this quarterback is, two fourteen to the AFC championship. It's, an, game. it's insane. It's an amazing story. It's just not one I can embrace. I can't embrace it because we're gonna have to deal with the guy for forever. And you know, I you can you can feel those feelings of like, eh, good for them, right? For a second, until they all start coming out of the woodwork, until they start running their mouths into That's the part I don't like. Like know. that's the thing. You're not you're going to be dealing with it a lot. This isn't like again, if it was buffalo, you'd say we don't really have to deal with that. You know, you might have a buffalo person or two in in your life and for the most part they've been pleasant. Um but like nah, you know like uh, no, you're going they're going to start coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden. There's nothing to embrace about it as a Ravens fan, and we can. I have no problem saying I'm indifferent towards the NFC. Like whoever wins, wins, and that's essentially how I feel. But I can't embrace them. It's a. It's a. I'll root for them in the Super Bowl for the sake of having somebody to root for, right? For the sake of having someone to say, "You're." It's a lesser of evils. As I said before, there's, I, I, you cannot, in a million years, get me to embrace the Los Angeles Rams. They're fakes. They are frauds. They're phonies. That's not a. Re- that's a plant. It, the NFL created a team. You're rooting for the NFL. You're not rooting. There's no fan base. There's no. You're, there's going to be 65 percent 49ers fans at the game on Sunday, and I get it. They've only been back for five years or whatever it is, but still, th- this is it's it's phony. You're rooting for something that was created, that was manipulated. I can't root for that. I like Jake Funk. I'll feel good for Jake Funk if he happens to be able to say he's a Super Bowl champion. But I'm not embracing them. I don't have any warm fuzzies about the Los Angeles Rams. Not a chance in hell. About Stan Kroenke, a garbage human? No. No chance. Zippy. Zero. I get it Matt Stafford kind of neat story again went through through living hell in his football life and comes out on the other side fine a bully for him but not something I can embrace and the 49ers I don't know what what is there to embrace Jimmy right? Garoppolo
0: is like so mediocre and he just like, keeps finding ways to I mean to he's win. very handsome yeah, he's, he's got that man. going
1: for him he's a very very handsome man I got an ex-girlfriend who's in love with him like obsessed with him literally watches every game she met. did you watch did you watch the Niners this weekend?
0: Did you see his eyes sparkling through his helmet?
1: I get Debo Samuels fun, but there's nothing embraceable about it. It's just sort of like, okay, they're also there. Like, they're there. And again, the flip side being, I don't hate either of those teams in any way. I have no desperate desire to see them lose either. And that really takes it away from me. So I'm trying to figure out what it is that you might have personally. Andrew Stecka says, I am embracing the Bengals. Obviously, I want the Ravens to be better and overcome them. But the Bengals are by far the best story in these playoffs right now. The NFC teams are interesting in their own way. But Cincy is the best story by far. So I embrace that down with Kansas City. I hear you on down with Kansas City. Like, I hear that. But not to the point of embracing the Bengals. Not wrapping my arms around the Bengals. I can't do it because I remember what it felt like wrapping my arms around the Patriots and they faced the Rams in that Super Bowl all those years ago. It make you make me feel gross about it afterwards. You're like, why did I do that? What the hell was I thinking? Uh, Paul from Lando at this point, just really rooting against KC. Don't care for their organization. Out of the four teams left, probably would want the 49ers to win over the rest. Would find it funny if Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl, considering the organization doesn't really want him anymore. Yeah, I mean, there'd be something funny, ironic, I don't know what the word is. There'd be something about that that would be interesting in some capacity, but I don't know exactly how to define it unfortunately uh and from Daryl Daryl says, uh Glenn, nothing that I would say that I'm particularly embracing to steal your term. But I would say that at this point, I think the Bengals are the one that would be the best foot. Yeah, I mean we all agree with that, Daryl. I mean we do. We all agree that the best football story would be the Bengals. But it's I just no, no, no chance, zip. Not to the point of rooting for them, acknowledging it, saying, hey, this is this is wild, this is neat. You know, the rest of the country, it'd be a it'd be a fun, different story to tell for two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl yeah, yeah, it's different, it's not the same stuff, the whole deal, yeah, I'm with you, but embracing, being happy, putting a smile on my face, no, no, could not possibly get me to do that. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center, ask for Mobile One. Why don't we go ahead and grab a break, and, and let's see where we are, all right? Let's see where we are, and we think we're supposed to be chatting with Jim Nagy here in a second, but we'll get that figured out and uh, go from there. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE-certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Duffy's
2: from all of the biggest games to the smallest events. Make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.
0: It's another cold winter here in Baltimore, but this time there's no hot stove to warm you up. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and while there may be no activity in the world of baseball, I'll still be here every week with my co-host Zach Goodman, to give you all the latest in the CBA negotiations as teams look to get back on the field in time for spring training. You can watch us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at youtube.com slash PressboxOnline or Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports and listen at PressboxOnline.com radio. So tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon for the latest in baseball coverage
1: right here on the Battle Round. Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese It also features the center cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce and a Brussels and bacon appetizer All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8 point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone and try their seasonal cocktails Blood Orange Burger. Urban cider, apple ginger mule, and captain's hot cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides
0: the highest quality pro-via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at
3: windowdepotbaltimore.com. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash Sports And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. All right, back in here on GCR. we got to move some things around
1: this morning, and that's all right. We're always happy to be flexible and work with everyone to make things possible. So we're going to try to move Jim Nagy to a little bit later on and see if we can't get that squared away. Anthony Levine Sr. is going to join us here in just a little bit. Uh, hey, tonight, Stan the Fan Charles and Gary Stein are going to do a very special show, sort of about uh, the booming card collecting uh, business, which is, you know, wild and something that I am in no ways a part of whatsoever. It ain't my world. It ain't my bag, man. Just not my thing. But it is for a lot of people. It's. I I, I accept that. It's something that maybe I should probably be spending more time with because it's insane. So they're going to do a special show tonight all about that. If you missed Stan and Ross Grimsley talking to Don Stanhouse earlier in the week, you can find those shows right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, by clicking on the videos tab or by going to pressboxonline.com slash video and finding them there. Um, a couple of things, and, and things that I've sort of been filing away at this point, and I'm going to get to them this morning because we got a minute here. Uh, Chris sent me a message. I didn't talk literally at all yesterday about uh, Maryland beating Rutgers because, again, I've sort of, sort of said my piece about Maryland basketball for the year. It's just not, unfortunately, interesting. But Chris, asking the question that I'm sure is the the best thing that you could come up with, he said... Glenn, after watching the last couple of Maryland games, at what point do you have to start taking Danny Manning seriously? I know you have brought that up with other guests in the past, and it always sort of seems like lip service that people are just saying, oh, yeah, there's something he could do. But as they start winning games and looking like a competitive team, at what point does that become a real conversation? It also just so happens to coincide with the fact that Kevin Willard has been struggling in recent weeks and maybe does not look as attractive to Maryland fans as he had looked previously. Fair question, Chris. Very fair question. I guess what I would start with, I think you'll feel it. I don't think there's a defined, here's what he would have to do. He'd have to win this number of games. I think you'll feel it. Because it would require people caring about Maryland basketball. Yeah, they beat Rutgers on the road the other night. Let's not pretend like Rutgers is Something of significance. They beat Illinois last Friday. Illinois is pretty good, but they didn't have their best player. Let's not get carried away. Let's say we acknowledge those results. Acknowledge them, as Roman Reigns might ask. We acknowledge they occurred. They won a couple of games. That's neat. They could have lost them. Even without Kobe Coburn, they could have lost that game. I got Indiana, Michigan State coming up. If they start putting together something, you'll start to feel it. You'll know. You'll know because there'll be a vibe. There'll be conversation. There'll be chatter. There will be a thought that Danny Manning is doing something that makes him a warranted candidate to be the basketball coach. But there's no way to define it. There's no record he could get to. There's no number of consecutive wins Because all of them are circumstantial. And it might very well be that he wins a few games the first time they face a really good team, it falls apart. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Danny Manning in any way. Um, He's a qualified coach, obviously, given his time, um, Tulsa and Wake Forest. He's not what Maryland, when they started this search, he's not what they're looking for. They're looking for someone with a higher standard. And there's very little that could be done during the course of this season, even moving forward from sort of boy, he was handed a bag of crap and he's trying to do something with it. There's just very little that you can do if you're Danny Manning to make yourself a candidate on the level of the coaches that we know Maryland wants to look at. To your point about Kevin Willard, I did see that Kevin that Seton Hall's lost a couple of games of late. It certainly wouldn't change my overall opinion of Kevin Kevin Willard whatsoever. Um, you know, I think he's a he's a really good coach. He's not been my top guy. He's not been the guy that I've thought that Maryland should be throwing themselves after, but I've always sort of thought like he was was this the the what am I looking for? He was like the 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 standard. Is that what I'm trying to say? What am I trying to say? I always thought that, that was the low end. The low end is they're gonna do Kevin Willard. That's the safety. It's almost like having a, it's a safety starting school. Point. Something like that. Yeah, sure. The starting point works. That was my thought. And that's not disrespectful to Kevin Willard. That's to say, like if you're below Kevin Willard, I didn't think you were gonna get a chance to get the job because they could always get Kevin Willard. And Kevin Willard is a more qualified hire. And it's a very reasonable choice for the University of Maryland to make. Uh, by the way, they've they lost two games. They've lost well, they've lost four out of their last five. Yeah. And the last two were at home. Just St. John's and Marquette. Both by double digits. Yeah, it's not great. Not a great look. No getting around that. Not a great look. Doesn't suddenly make me think that Kevin Willard can't coach right? But as I said before, if what your fear is in relation to Kevin Willard is that he's essentially Mark Turgeon redux as far as accomplishment is concerned, I can't tell you that you're wrong. He hasn't accomplished anything more significant than what Mark Turgeon had accomplished when Mark Turgeon arrived at Maryland. Now, they got different personalities, and he did it in a different location in the country, and those things I do think are meaningful. And I'm not trying to tell you that that if you hire Kevin Willard, what you're going to end up with 10 years down the road is Mark Turgeon. But I do think that there would be someone when they sit down and look at Kevin Willard and say, what, what am I supposed to be excited about? Or Ed Cooley. What, what, what am I supposed to be excited about? What have they accomplished that makes me say, I know this is a coach that can elevate Maryland to being a national championship contender? And the answer I'm going to give back to you is, you don't. You can't. But there's only a few of those coaches. Typically, if someone's actually accomplished those things, they're at a place where they're not looking to leave. Mark Few's not leaving Gonzaga. If you're hiring a coach like that, it's normally because they have warts. It's because it's Bruce Pearl. It's because it's whatever it is. Obviously, the Louisville job now becomes available as well. Uh, My buddy Jeff Ehrman... From InsideMDSports.com was tweeting yesterday that the Louisville job like, looks like a slam dunk for Nate Oates. If you're looking to leave Alabama, if you're looking to get out quickly and cash in on being the most desirable name, Louisville's the perfect place to do it. It is a basketball school. It is a legitimate, especially now in the ACC, place where you're assuming that you can compete for national championships. We know they're not that far removed. They're not nearly as far removed from winning one as Maryland was is louisville is the type of job that you cash in your chips for that you say this is the place where i need to be the athletic there was a piece this week in the athletic and i apologize i was not actually even familiar with the author about taking a a big overview of the maryland job and saying boy i it was a national rhetoric i had no idea maryland didn't have a practice facility which of course everyone here has known, and it's the reason why when everybody keeps trying to talk about what a great job Maryland is, I keep saying to myself, like, what do you not know? Because there's no evidence at the moment that Maryland is that great of a job. Certainly not that great of a job that if you are the top, and I know it's not been a great season for Alabama since they beat Gonzaga, if you're the top guy, the most desirable candidate, there's nothing about Maryland that says, I need to cash my chips in for that job. Louisville, there's a lot that says that. I mean, it's kind of crazy how quick things fell apart for Chris Mack there. Like, I thought Chris Mack was a coach. I thought that was a great hire. I I was all in. Like, Chris Mack would have been the type of guy that if Maryland had needed a coach at that point, I would have said, man, that's that. go get Chris Mack. Makes all the sense in the world, and even more sense considering, you know, he was going from Cincinnati, or from Xavier, which is in Cincinnati, to Louisville, and that's know, 100 feet away. You know, like, that made all the sense geographically that he would have worked out there, and it didn't. But to me, if I'm Louisville, I'm, all over Nate Oates, and if I'm Nate Oates, that's the job. I'm cashing in my chips right now and getting to a top destination premier basketball school, which I wouldn't have done for Maryland given Maryland's circumstances. So back to square one. I don't think the Louisville job necessarily, if it ends up being Nate Oates, it, does, it won't, doesn't, you know, who knows. But if, it, if it's Nate Oates, I don't think that factors in for Maryland at all because I don't think Nate Oates was ever coming to Maryland. But if it's not Nate Oates, it can become a factor. The coaches that Maryland was interested in, Maryland really wanted Andy Enfield, and Andy Enfield said, I want to be at a basketball school. Louisville's a better option than Maryland. You can say, hey, well, you know, he's got ties to the area. He was at Johns Hopkins. It's all well and good. Between the two jobs, I'm going to Louisville. It's not close. I would have to have something so unique, not just I went to Johns Hopkins and I have affinity for the area. Like, it would have to be that like my wife's family is here and she's hell-bent that I be here or something like that to, to make the difference between being at Louisville and being at Maryland. If I'm Andy Enfield, Louisville's the answer to me, period. That's where I'm going. And I don't know that they're going to be interested in him. But there's no debate. That's where I would be going. And so that does become a factor for Maryland. There's already a better job that's going to be on the market than the Maryland job. And we're only two jobs in. It only took to the second job for Maryland to no longer be the most desirable one. And who knows? I don't know what else might become available. I'm just not. I'm not paying that close of attention to it. I, don't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that that makes sense. Obviously, Duke already knows who their next coach is going to be. I'm trying to think of other jobs. Could Leonard Hamilton retire from Florida State? I know they've had great success, but I think most of us think that has more to do with the coach than it has to do with the program. I wouldn't think Florida State would be a more desirable job. Can't think of other jobs off the top of my head. But the Louisville thing is a factor. There's no doubt. It's a factor in this search for Maryland's next basketball coach. And if Danny Manning somehow wins... Eight, ten—if they go on an insane run, I assure you, you'll know. You'll look around one day and you'll say, "Danny Manning's a candidate for this job." Like, there's no question about it. But we're nowhere close to that because they won back-to-back games. Neat. If you're if you're invested in every game, far more pleasant for you to watch Maryland win the games. Can you
0: imagine the backlash, though, if that happens?
1: No, not at all. Because if they, he would force his way to being a candidate, they would be doing something so wildly significant they have to consider Danny Manning. Okay. Otherwise, they're not. Like, th- there is no middle ground where, like, well, maybe we just keep the guy that we have.
0: I feel like you're going to have backlash, even e- either way,
1: no matter if who they, they, hire, dude, if they but, go, Well Sure. It's it's not, if they win 12 or 14 games or something like that, everybody's going to look around and say, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if he can win with this group of guys, imagine if he had a real player, right? Like, I mean, no offense to these guys. Some of them are playing well. Eric Ayala is playing well. Um, but that's what it requires. It requires something nuts. Mm-hmm. It requires an insane stretch. And I, it, it's just still wildly unrealistic. Yeah. All right. Uh, when we come back in, Anthony Levine is going to join us for the second time this week after he announces retirement from the NFL. We're going to chat with him about that. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland, an authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE-certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com
4: the latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sportsperson of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullen's incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including... Including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out.
1: Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The
4: great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
5: And Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man.
1: The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons.
5: Yeah.
4: Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me.
4: Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. The
1: champion. Chris Jericho. The champion.
4: AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at pressboxonline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a
3: million dollars is coming up, probably not from us, you're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. We're
1: having a day over here, having ourselves a day. It is a Thursday edition of GCR. Today's show is also brought to you by CCBC. If you need to hone your computer skills to boost your career or maybe you want an IT certification, CCBC continuing education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free, Yeah, tuition free free from the basics to specialized training we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more it's your choice it's your career call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training all right well um i got nothing now no i'm kidding of course that's not the case uh, a couple of you, more of you have gotten in this morning uh, from, uh, from who is Orioles idiot? I have never re- known. Tell me who you are. Reach out to me at some point. Tell me who you are. Uh, but agrees. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling the Chiefs. Oh, no, I'm not feeling the Chiefs. Feeling the Chiefs. All the Bengals fans coming out of the woodwork are annoying enough already. They'll be so much worse if they get to the Super Bowl. That part we agree about. We agree about that part of it. We do not agree about the first part of the equation. Uh, You cannot embrace the Chiefs, cannot get behind the Chiefs, no chance, no way in hell. But I can't embrace the Bengals because they're all, this is going to be a thing, it's going to be a thing, and you're going to be hating them for a while to come, and you just don't feel it fully yet, so you think maybe, like, I can be happy for it. Nope, you can't. I promise you, you cannot. John Little Rock, I want madness with the Bengals and Niners winning. Down the favorites. The Rams and their scumbag owner are the worst. Okay, I mean, sure, it's upheaval in some sort of way. Like, it's, there's only, su- they're already in the championship game. There's only so much upheaval it can be. It's not like the Jaguars are suddenly going to be in the Super Bowl. But, um, and um you know, when we like, yeah, I guess technically the 49ers are underdogs, but they're also the team that beat the Rams the last six times they played them. So, you know, w- weird. There's something weird about that. Um I don't, I don't know that I would call it madness. I, I would certainly say the NFL at this point most certainly is rooting for the L.A. market and Patrick Mahomes to be in the Super Bowl. There's no doubt about that. That's the best scenario for the National Football League for getting attention to their game of what they have left. They would have rather it have been Tom Brady. They would have rather it have been Aaron Rodgers, a reminder, This is kind of proof the NFL can't fix the games. All these years we've been trying to believe that there is a conspiracy because they most certainly would have fixed it for something besides what they've gotten. But at this point of what's left, there's no doubt Patrick Mahomes, superstar quality, entertaining player, they want him, and there's no doubt they want the L.A. market in their Super Bowl. No question on either side. That's what they want more than anything else. As far as whether it's madness the other way, eh, I don't know. Madness is the word. Uh, Alex says, I'm a Georgia fan, so I want to see Stafford make the Super Bowl. And I also want to see uh, what kind of insufferable shenanigans Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Matthews create for content, win or lose. No. 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 I don't want that. Either way, no more. I'm, I'm out. I'll pass on all that. Man, um, you know, he 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 got he got one over on us, didn't he? We were just chatting with him on Monday, and I tried to say I'm like, "Hey man, you know, you're thinking about the future and and he knew, but he had already made plans. They were doing a big reveal yesterday, so he couldn't tell us. And that's all right. We understand the way that that works. Uh, it's great just a couple days removed. It's great to welcome back CoCap and a man who announced yesterday that he is moving on from his playing career and shifting into a new role with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, an honor, as always, to welcome back to the show our friend Mr. Anthony Levine, Senior, who's back with us now on GCR. What's going on, man? How are you?
5: Man, what's up, man? Good morning, you, man. I'm you, good. How you you doing? All right. So
1: when I asked you on Monday, when I said, "Dude, you know, you thinking about you know next year at all? You thinking about your future? You, you still planning on being a Raven?" Which technically, you know, you were right. You are a Raven still. There was a little bit of a giggle when I asked that question, right? Because you knew on Monday. You knew what you were doing, and you just couldn't tell me
5: yet. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I didn't know how to answer that. But I told you I said I do plan on being back in the A 100%. You're I right.
1: did say that. You're you know?
5: right. And, and so I did answer it, and I told you I was, and, you know, I did. You know, I just couldn't go. Well, I, I mean, I could have went into detail, but it was just like, you know, I'm just going to wait. I understand um, that. But, man, when you asked me that, man, I wasn't even thinking that you was going to ask me that. You kind of caught me off guard. That's why I was like, oh, snap. Like, I, I felt like you knew something, though. I was like, damn, do he know something? I, I mean, it's, like,
1: it's not that I knew something necessarily as much as, like, you know, it's always the right thing to ask when somebody's a decade into their career. You know what I mean? Like, it's always, you know, like, it, I, and by the way, I, I I'll still say this. I was surprised yesterday. I really was. I was caught off guard, like. Oh, man, but I get it. Take me through, Anthony, when did you know? When had you made the decision um, that, that this was going to be it for you?
5: Man, we all set goals, right? Or at least we all should, right? Um, and one of my goals was to make it to the NFL. Boom, goal check. All right. Uh, a few years into, into my career with the Ravens, once I like, really established as a player and you know, I became co cap, I was like, you know what, man, my next goal, I want to do 10 years with the Ravens. Okay. And not a lot of people have done that. And um, this this right here was my 10th year, and that, that was my goal. I said, if I get 10 years with the Ravens, I'm good, and I'm done. I said that. Wow. I was contemplating. I was contemplating. I was going back and forth. And I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how my family going to feel about it. You know, I don't know. What, you know I just really don't know what's going on. And then one day, man, I talked to my little brother, and I threw it out there. And I was like, man, I'm thinking about retiring. And when he got excited, like, "Oh man, you should! You beat the odds, man! You you did this, you did that," and I was just like, "And then a weight just lift off my shoulder." I said, "You know what? I'm making the right decision. I could go ahead and retire now." So,
1: did, did the guys know? Did had you told the guys during the season that that was what you're thinking about, or you know? Um, what... <laughs>
5: uh, at during training camp, I kind of like threw it out there. Okay. Like, man, this this might be my last year, and everybody's like, man, this ain't your last year, man. Look how fast you are. You still doing this? You still beating guys on the field? You're yeah. Still, you know whatever. I'm like, ah man, this might be it. I was just throwing it out there. so what everybody would say, and nobody believed me. And then like the last three weeks, that's when I'm like, yo, I think this is it. But that that's when I had that conversation with my little brother. Probably uh three uh the last three weeks of the of the season, I had a conversation, and I just went upstairs. Um, probably the last week before before we played the Steelers and I told Harps I talked to Harps about it Um, I talked to E about it and that's how I was like look man I think I'm done I think after this this is going to be it you know uh, so yeah
1: man Uh, you know it's crazy to think about dude there's so much one I I said this yesterday right and you know I, I have seen for a long time the affinity the reverence the players in the locker room have for you but I described it to people: as that they they treat you, those guys, like you're Ed Reed, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, right? Because I think you understand what I'm saying. Y- you're you're a damn good player, probably not quite Ed Reed, right? <laughs> like, but I watched yeah. the, the the affinity that people have for you, and I watch it on social media over the last 24 hours. All your teammates, guys that were never your teammates, right? Like that that just have so many wonder. What does that mean to you? You talk about beating the odds, a dude that was never supposed to do this for twelve years based on where you were when you entered the league. To see this outpouring, what has that meant to you?
5: Man, so when I retired when I when I announced it and I told everybody I was gonna retire, you know, everybody was like, Man, like wanted me to get emotional and I'm like, Well, I'm not emotional, I'm happy, I'm ready to move on. Right? And then later on a couple of days later, I'm like, Well, maybe it just ain't hit me yet, right? So yesterday when the video went out, man, and I started getting Well, I, I got text messages from guys that I played against uh, other teams that I, I didn't even know knew who I was. Wow.
1: And
5: I'm wow. Talking these guys were like great players, and they texted me. Like, man, I, I got your number. I just want to make sure it's okay, whatever. I'm like, yo, I, I can't believe you're reaching out to me. Right? So I got that, and I got phone calls. I got text messages from coaches who I played against. Uh, I got, like you said, on social media – Man, i seen players who was never my teammates, like you said, that that I played against and, was, you know, was giving me, you know, my flowers basically. And I was just like, I was overwhelmed, man. I'm, I couldn't believe that I was getting. And like you said, like Ed Reed and Ray, like those are the guys that you would think that, that, that would get the welcoming and the, to ride off in the sunset. You know, you would think it those guys. And for me to be able to do that, man, like that's why I was like, wow, like my teammates on me. This like I knew my teammates loved me, and I knew people like respected me, but uh, but everything that I got from social media and the phone calls and the text messages, I was like, wow, like I can't believe that I'm really getting this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it man. was just uh, man, it was really unbelievable, man. To be honest with could,
1: you, could you would you be willing to share any like who they were? Could you is there any one that maybe you'd say like this one really stuck out to me? Would you be willing to do that?
5: It's... Uh, I I I'll give you one of the players. Okay that 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 text me who I come believe text me. We man, this guy, uh he um uh, he was basically like who I was, um, you know, C- Cedric uh Pyramid. Yeah, absolutely. From, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Who of course
1: started his career briefly in Baltimore actually. With the Baltimore, yep.
5: yeah. So but what's crazy is I knew that I knew that he when I first got to Baltimore, I knew that he started in Baltimore. So when he was in when he was in uh Cincinnati We used to always go. I mean, we went at it. We went at it. And we had some crazy battles. I
1: mean, he made a bunch uh, of Pro Bowls, too, as a special teamer, right? Yeah.
5: Yeah. Right, right. And then, um, man, I think it was – I didn't know it was going to be his last year. So, I went up to him. I I went up to him. um, The first time we played him, I was like, man, I really respect the way you play. You know, I would love a jersey swap with with you. He was like, all right, the next time we play, we're a jersey swap. So, we did. And then when he texted me, I was like, wow. The goat is texting me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I sent him the picture of me and him jersey swapping.
1: That's cool. And then I
5: sent him a picture of his jersey hanging up in my house.
1: Oh, that's so cool. I'm like,
5: bro, like I like that's how much I respect, I respected you, and I do still have respect for you, you know. And for him to text me, I was just like, I'm like, wow, like he was the first person, he was the first person to text me, like outside this building.
1: That's awesome, man. That's so um, cool.
5: Yeah, nah, man, it was, it was dope, man. And I got other players too that that text me, but I'll give you that one. Um, That's I got cool. Coaches. Yeah, man, it was crazy.
1: That's cool, man. And, and, like when when you say co- like, head coaches, special teams coaches, like who? Yeah, get... special,
5: special special team coaches. That's cool.
1: That's really cool, man. He is uh, Anthony Levine Senior. He's with us here on GCR. So when did you know that like staying with the team was that a you idea? Or was that a them idea? How did that come about? that I'm going to retire, but not only do I want to stay in football, I want to stay right here in Baltimore and continue to be a Raven.
5: Uh, the way I am, man, I, I am with everybody. I talk to everybody. I got a relationship with everybody in this building, um, not just my teammates, uh, from the guys that work in the cafeteria, from the guys that do uh, equipment, everybody. So I'm talking. I'm talking to Ozzy. I'll be talking to Coach Horvs and E. And uh, I throw it out there one day. Man, I like to coach. I like to do this. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. And then Harv's going say something like, Let me, you'll be a good coach. I'm like, you think so coach? And then it was just it would start trickling down, and everybody would say something to me, and we'll talk about it, but it was just like a conversation, not something that I'm thinking will really happen. You know, and then this past year, um, that's when they really started picking up talk, and I was like, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's what I want to do. And, wow. uh, yeah, and that's basically, I made mean, this happen by but just having a simple conversation and throwing it out there, and uh, it has kind of picked up as the years went on.
1: Is the goal to move forward? Like, is your goal, I, I want to be a head coach one day down the road, or is it just, you know, I want to do this, to stay around the game?
5: Man, honestly, um, I just want what I want to do is I want to understand, uh, you know, understand the game more from from a from a different side. And then after that, you know, I would just like to to see where it takes me. I'ma I'ma attack this thing like I did my playing career. Yeah. Um, so I'ma see I'ma see how it is, I'ma see where it goes. And then once I see exactly what I like, is it scouting, is it coaching, then from there I'm gonna make my decision. Like, okay, look, this is well like how I did when I got when I got to Baltimore. Yep. And my career started going. I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. Boom. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go attack it like that.
1: We're not going to put like a 10-year uh, number on it, right? We're not going to do the same thing.
5: <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Well, I mean, I mean, I set goals. I set goals in everything I do. Yeah. You know, uh, even when it comes to vacationing with my family, uh, I always set goals. Okay, this is what I want to do with my family. Oh, that's cool. I want to make sure my, co- my kids do this. But I always set goals. I always write down stuff that I want to do. You know, so uh, I mean, it's gonna. So I'm going to write down a goal. I just don't know what that goal is yet, because I, you know, I never done it. So uh, I'm, I'm going to see where it takes
1: me. Anthony Levine, senior, with the C made it official yesterday. He is retiring from the NFL, but moving into this new role with the Baltimore Ravens. Anthony, uh, for people that don't, you know, we we talked about this a little bit that night. You came out with uh, Tyus earlier this season, but the the way that guys like him look at you and what we're talking about. Um, Give me the guy that, maybe for you, was, in looking back, the most significant figure for getting you to this point where you were able to play for 12 years in the NFL. Who was the guy whose guidance, whose advice, whatever it was, that you look back now and say, man, I don't think I would have been able to stick it this long without having this person in my life?
5: Man, <laughs> that's a list, man. That's But I said all the time, man, it's a... Uh... When I, uh, I would say first, the first guy that I ever met in the league that told me about special teams, but I didn't take it seriously at the time, was Derek Morton. Derek Morton was the first guy to ever tell me another, about special teams.
1: Another former Baltimore Raven.
5: Yeah, I met him in um, Green Bay. Yep. And I didn't, I didn't understand special teams at the time. I'm like, special teams, I'm not doing that. Whatever, you know. Um, but he was the first person. And then I kind of, okay. But then when I got to Baltimore, there was guys like B.A., Corey Corey Graham, Sean Considine, Jameel McClain, Ladarius Webb, Albert McCullough. um It was it was guys like that. So that's when I took off with the special teams. Yep. But but then the guy that really extended my career past special teams, who I feel like I'm like man, this guy really taught me some stuff and made me made me who I was until and, and like my role on defense. And that's Eric Weddle. Mm. When Eric when Eric Weddle came here, man, and he saw me work out, he was like, "Ask me what position I play." And I was like, "Man, I play special teams." And then he just told me, "Like, nah, man, you you be with me every single day. I'm i I'm gonna make sure you get on the field on defense." Mm. So I did, and I was with him every single day, man. And I and I feel like if it wasn't for Eric Weddle, Eric Weddle and Ladarius Webb, my defensive plays probably wouldn't be where where it was. Wow. But I think, but but really. Eric Weddle, man, he gave me a whole different uh, sight on on goals and stuff to do on I, defense.
1: I guess it goes without so, saying who you're rooting for this weekend. Then I guess that kind of <laughs> we man, you, you're a Rams guy for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> as I guess, man, we're, we're, we're,
5: right? I I am I, I am honestly uh, I, re- I I re- I really want uh, I really want Dub and the to win, but I also, man, I got love, man, for uh, Kyle, you, uh... Oh, use man. check. Yeah,
1: that's a good point, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a man. good point, he, sure. His
5: rookie year, he was my roommate.
1: Oh, man, right. I didn't know that. Okay.
5: Yeah, so the conversations me, me and Juice used to have on the road, man, was, like, way more than football, man. We talk about family. So when Juice, Juice texted me, and um, Juice sent me Juice sent me his jersey, <sighs> uh, we talked, and, uh... So Juice, the fullback, and my cousin, Elijah Mitchell, is the running back.
1: Oh, I didn't know he was your. Cu- that's your cousin,
5: Elijah Mitchell. Yeah,
1: I had no idea. Holy crap, man! <laughs> so, <laughs> well, this is kind so of I'm a. Fl- torn. I'm, yeah, I'm torn. I'm torn. Right? You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, I told I told
5: you yesterday. I said, "Hey, man, make sure you look out for my cousin, Elijah Mitchell." He like, that's your cousin?"
1: Wow, that's like, yeah,
5: my cousin,
1: man. Wow, that's yeah. a boy. He's killing it, dude. What like? He is. What is? And it's a kind of a unique story, like yours, right? Like a dude that was completely overlooked that, yeah. you know, like, yeah. he got drafted, obviously, but, like, late, late in the draft mm-hmm. is when he heard his name called and immediately has proved everybody wrong, man. Like, wow, that's cool. Hey,
5: hey man, we got a bloodline, man. That's what we <laughs> yeah, do, man. Right. You know, we beat
1: guys and pull people wrong. Man. You know, God bless us, man. Keep our hand on it. That, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll, Anthony, I'll, I'll wrap with this. Will there be a moment when you're back there in training camp, Will will you have any moment where, like, if somebody gets hurt, you think to yourself, like, ah, oh, man, I could get back out there, I could help the guys out. Or when you do something like this, are you the type that says, nah, it's it's done, it's over, I know, I'm past the game as a player, there's no chance, no scenario, that I would line back up again next season?
5: Um, first and foremost, man, I'm a competitor, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's going to be a time where I'm going to get out there and I'm going to be like, yo, I can still do it, you know. Um, and to be honest with you, man, I think I still have a year a year left in me. But at the end of the day, I wanted to walk out, you know, being able to still move around. Uh, I have no, like, real, real major injuries. Uh, so, when I, when I get out there and something happened, I'm like, dang, I could probably still do it. Yeah, I'll probably have that. i probably have that thought. But to actually go out there and get back in them shoulder pads and get the hitting again, um, nah, man, it's a young man's game, man. I think it's time for these guys to, to step in and, Count uh,
1: for somebody else to
5: you know it. be a co-cap or something
1: you know what I'm saying I love it man I love it Uh dude what makes me happiest is that you're still going to be in our community and impacting people's lives the way that you have for the last decade dude and that's you know as I told you the other day that's, that's as important as you being a hell of a football player man like it's and it's more important if we're being frank it's that's what means the most to me uh, Anthony Levine, uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud of you, um, I'm honored that we've been able to have these conversations over the years. I look forward to having more of them with you, and more than anything, my friend, congratulations. Your your career and, and the man you are, it's a testament um, to, to you, to yourself, to your family, to the work that you put in to grind and make this possible. I'm so happy for you as you make this transition in your career, and grateful for the fact that you have been good to us over the years. Thank you for joining us again
5: this morning, my friend. It's- Man, most definitely,
1: man. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Anthony Levine Sr. Look, man, I get it. You know, he's a special teams player, right? Like, that's not Ray Lewis. But, dude, that is a story. That is... That's getting into football. Like, as a fan, it's special. The Anthony Levine Seniors of the world... Or why you're a football fan. Because sometimes someone comes along that, that you have no idea why you're so invested in. Like, why do I love this guy so much? But you do, and you can't help it. And then you realize you should love the guy a lot because, on top of being a quality football player, he's a hell of a person. And we've been blessed. We've been blessed. I'm not trying to, again, I understand. I said that, and he gets it. Ed Reed is Ed Reed. Eric Weddle was Eric Weddle. But Anthony Levine Sr. played a role with this football team very well for a very long time. Was part of a Super Bowl title team. Brought up the next group of young players. And I'm telling you, if you haven't been paying attention, watch over the last 24 hours, the way they have spoken about him on social media. I've been trying to tell you guys this for a few years. I didn't, for truth be told, as much as I liked Anthony, I've always liked Anthony. But it wasn't until three or so years ago that I started seeing, when I was in the locker room, the reverence that these guys had for him. When I was, it's something you can pick up on easy. It was easier for me like when Ladarius Webb was drafted. I knew the reverence he had for Ed Reed, right? So watching that was unique. Watching Ray Rice's relationship with Ray Lewis was really unique, right? Like, I got to see, for those that don't, Ray Rice was, like, on Ray Lewis's hip. They were attached at the hip when Ray Rice came into the league. Like, I've never seen anything like it. It was a, We brought Ray Lewis out to do an event, and Ray Rice just showed up because they were that attached at the hip. Like, I didn't know, I, I never knew that. It was it was famous at that point. Like Ray Rice wherever Ray like they requested lockers next to each other. Ray Rice wanted to soak up everything from Ray Lewis. Everything. Understandably so, of course, right? Like you, you certainly get why it is that someone young in their career would would say I'm going to be in the same organization as Ray. and Ray Lewis took a particular interest in Ray Rice too. Like it was a they they were inseparable. Watching the way guys gravitated to Anthony Levine Sr. was wild to me, right? Because I was used to like Anthony was a guy that like when I was in the locker room, I would sometimes just go to for a chat. When I was on the beat, there were a group of guys that I would just go to for a chat every time I was Mark Clayton, for example, was a guy I would just go to for a chat every time I was in the locker room. Even if I had no work, you know, like even if there was no purpose to it. I would just go over and say, hey, man, what's going on? And we would just chat for a little while. And I might learn something during the course of the time that we were talking. I might not. We might just talk. Like, he might ask me about my girl. Like, he might – it's just the way that it went. But it was – there were guys like that when I was on the beat. And that continued even after I was off the day-to-day beat, and I was only going in once a week or so. There were just guys that I would gravitate towards for conversations, right? Like – we talk about anything and everything, and Anthony was became one of those guys as the years went on, and part of that was some of my guys had moved on, and you know he was just a guy that I still knew, and that was when I started seeing like guys coming over to him, desperate for information, desperate to soak up his knowledge. I'll tell you one uh, Tony Jefferson was like that tony Jefferson you know for as much as he came back for a football reason, guys in that locker I watched Gus Edwards gravitate to Tony Jeff I know his story I know what he overcame he's a role model to me I want to soak up everything I can for Tony Jefferson it was wild you're like Tony Jefferson's not Ed Reed he's not Ray Lewis he's not Terrell Suggs he's a good player and he's he's carved out a very nice career for himself but you know it was wild to see that level of of respect that was being paid and and Anthony Levine it was even wilder right because he wasn't even Tony Jefferson as a as a, a player, as a defensive player. Um, but you felt it. You you just saw how these guys wanted to be in his presence, wanted to soak up everything they could from Anthony Levine. And in talking more about it with Tyus this season, realizing like it was more emotional than that. Like he was he was their shoulder. Like he was their. I, I, their their strong tower if you will they they would go to him for spiritual things like and i say spiritual i don't mean necessarily religious like i I need to talk to you about this thing in my life it's not just that i want to soak up information from you about playing football i got questions about things going on in my life and i need somebody to talk to about that Mm -hmm. and that was like wow man like that it's that's powerful it's powerful and i get some of that is age right some of that is when a guy's in their 30s they they know a little bit more and mm-hmm. when you're dealing with 23 24 25 year olds like you know it makes sense that you would lean on someone a little bit older with a little bit more life experience but um really was remarkable to me to see the role that anthony levine senior played for this this franchise beyond just being you know a, a special teams ace which is important and was was really good Happy for him. Really happy for him. Extraordinarily cool that this has worked out, that he gets to stay here in this community, that he has made his home and he has carved out a relationship with. It's extraordinarily cool how this story plays out, that he's going to continue to be here for years to come.
0: Yeah, I, I, I knew that he had an important role on mm-hmm. this team. I had no idea how important he was.
1: You know, it's it's interesting, right? Because again, it, there's danger in overselling, right? Like when people hear this, I, I I still understand the difference between him and you know Marcus Peters. I still understand right. the difference. Right. Like I'm not my buddy Kenzelis and I uh, talked about it when we had uh, uh, Anthony on on Monday. KZ, who's was going to join us here in a minute. Always just hates on giving roster spots to special teams players. Mm-hmm. Drives him nuts, right? And we always fight about this because I'm like, dude, like, that, that's part of the game. You don't have to love it, but it's part of the game. Right. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, if you can't find an, a, a guy that can actually help you on the field that can also play special team, it's a role. You never say that about your punter. You never say like your punter also has to be a, a, a defensive back.
3: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: it's, it's insane the way that we talk about this. There's never a, well, your, your kicker, we can't waste a spot on a guy who only kicks the ball. Like, you got to also be able to be a wide receiver. <laughs> like, we don't talk like that. It used to
0: be that way, Jim Thorpe.
1: There was once upon a time, yes. Once upon a time, there were uh, others, plenty of others that, yeah. that, that did both things. Um, and then we were like, well, it would be neat if you could kick a 60-yard <laughs> field goal and not just have a limited 40. Like, that right. would be the way that it would go. But yet, we, we talk about that with special teams guys. We're like, how could your only role be special teams or your, 90, the, your overwhelming primary role be special teams? Well, because that's part of football. And as we saw in the, the Packers game, you might end up having your Super Bowl hopes blow up in your face because you didn't invest heavily enough in special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it. As a player, he was a special teams guy who played a little bit defensively over the years. And at times, we definitely asked for more. But at times, we were like, why, why wouldn't we see more of this hybrid role of Anthony Levine as a, as a linebacker and a safety? Ah, um, oh, I meant to ask him about Mike McDonald. I screwed that up. Damn it! Damn it, damn it, damn it. I got so invested in the conversation, right. I just utterly forgot about it. Ah, damn. Well, if he doesn't end up being here, it wouldn't Yeah, right, then it's, uh, it would have been wasted anyway. All right, thanks to Anthony Levine Sr. That was very cool. Today's show uh, also brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where these are the final days for you to take advantage of the comfort food classic seasonal menu. So the house-made meatloaf, the grilled meatloaf sandwich, the, um, oh, God. Short rib grilled cheese. Oh, so good. Get over there before they're gone. The smoky thigh wings will remain. That's 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 a fixture now. and that May they f- remain forever. May there never be a day where I don't have smoky thigh wings in my life. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website. Get your order in. Uh, I hear there's some, although I'm starting to get the sense that this might also be the snow that was predicted for the weekend might also be a little bit of a, a bust, too. Yeah, the, that, that
0: is further offshore than they thought. Yeah, like,
1: like, it looks like the eastern shore is going to get. A lot of snow, but here we might only get a couple, an inch or two, something like that. So it might not be all that bad. might not really alter your weekend. But, you know, if you're the type that whenever there's snow, you're like, I'm good. I don't need to go out. Then what I would encourage you to do is stock up enough glory days for the weekend. Just go ahead and, and put your order in on Friday and put it in for meals for every meal this weekend. And then you'll have uh, a weekend of joy and football and glory days, smoky thigh wings. What more could you ask for in the world? When we come back in, uh, we're going to make our picks. Uh, Some drama, some drama going into the penultimate week of picks. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
5: That first sip.
4: The latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullen's incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification? CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field and it's all tuition free from the basics to specialized training we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more it's your choice it's your career call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer
0: training Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Provia windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com.
1: The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer
3: today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
1: Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Uh, A couple of things quickly. uh, The Bears have their new head coach, the second domino to fall after Nathaniel Hackett goes to the Broncos. They're going to hire Matt Eberflus as their next head coach. So there are, I believe, seven openings now left after um, the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts takes the Bears' job. Uh, Dan Quinn apparently is telling everybody he's staying in Dallas. That's such a weird situation, right, especially with the Sean Payton thing from yesterday. Like, what a bizarre scenario exists now there where, like, everybody thinks that Sean Payton's only taken a year off and will be right back in the mix next year, and if the Cowboys fall short again, he'll be the obvious choice that, that Jerry Jones has always wanted to be his head coach to slide right in at that point. I... I guess if he's not interested, Dan Quinn could be – it's very we- – all of it's very weird. And we also know that Jerry Jones is very high on um, Kellen Moore, too. So it's a very weird spot, situation with the Cowboys where Mike McCarthy is the coach, but, like, the only guy that nobody seems to think has much of a future in Dallas is Mike McCarthy. It's it's very weird. Everybody else is going to be the next head coach of the Cowboys. Um, How does he coach like that? Like, I I, I mean, because it's your job, right? Because like, he, he knows – that he wouldn't necessarily be in demand for other jobs. Mm -hmm. There's only 32 of these available, right? Like It's why the Jaguars can always get a coach. There's only 32 jobs available. By the way, apparently the Jaguars interviewed Vic Fangio. There's nothing more Jacksonville than interviewing Vic Fangio to be there. Imagine you're a Jaguars fan and you're thinking you're getting Byron Leftwich and it's exciting and he's a guy that you used to root for and, like, Maybe they can breathe some life into this god awful organization, and you end up getting Vic effing Fangio. Well, did not they it. also they interview imagine? Bill O'Brien? They, they did indeed. Interview I can't Bill imagine that guy ever coaching again in the NFL, bro. I hear you. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Like it's, I don't know what else there is to say. All right, so that's what's going on today in the NFL. Of course, as we mentioned earlier, Ben Roethlisberger also announced his retirement officially. So that that puts the end uh, to any speculation that he's just waiting and hoping and praying that someone would give him one more shot.
0: I mean, Brett Favre officially retired like three times.
1: Uh, But did he ever actually officially retire? I I remember him
0: crying at the podium with Uh the Packers. Maybe maybe I do. vaguely I remember
1: that. Maybe that's true. All right, joining us now, we got to make our uh, final, uh, not our final, our penultimate week's worth of picks, although it could be the last time there's any drama related to picks, depending on how these picks go. He is uh, our friend, press box, NFL draft, and fantasy football expert. He's our buddy, Ken Zalis. He's back with us now here on GCR. What's up, pal?
3: Good morning. This will this will probably definitely be my last significant pick. So you you,
1: you would have to pick both games differently than Kyle in order to stay in. Correct. I would Correct. have to pick one game differently than Kyle. Right. In order to stay alive for another week. Um, yes. But the the insane part is that. A, a, a little while back, we were all doing well. Everything was quite all right. I utterly and completely fell apart in the postseason. Utterly, completely, to the point where I have actually dropped under 500 for the year. There was a couple weeks ago. I sent. I sent uh, Stack a message. I was like, "Dude, if it not if it weren't for you, we'd all be over 500 as a group, right? Like, as a group, we'd be over 500. Even with Proctor weighing us down, we'd be over 500." Yeah. At this point, only Kyle is over five hundred. It all fell apart, as uh, Lincoln Park once said, uh, during the course of the postseason. What a disaster this has proved to be. Yeah, well, me
3: treading. I made a nice run towards the end, but treading water the last two weeks that hasn't helped me.
1: Yeah, not not great. Yeah, and it's been a hell of a postseason for uh, Kyle, who's gone eight and two in yeah, order yeah. to take the lead. So. That's where we are. I'm two games back. Ken's three games back. There's no drama at the bottom of the table. We already know Andrew Steck is going to be the one coming in here. He's going to have to fly across the country to uh, have his uh, his back waxed while he eats a tarantula and sings Hero from Spider-Man. We are looking forward to that a great deal. By the way, uh, you know, I'll talk more about that in a second. I saw uh, our buddy Eric Arditi, who owes us uh, the prison pizza, and we are going to get that squared away. I saw him last night. I'll tell you more about that before the show's over. Um. All right. So before we get to that, before we get to the dramatic picks, KZ. Uh, first of yeah. all, you want to remind everybody about underdog fantasy football.
3: Uh, underdog fantasy football, uh, underdogfantasy.com on the the PCs as they call them in the old days, uh, the computers, and at at uh, underdog fantasy on uh, on um, on Twitter and and things like that. You can you can go there, uh, sign up, use the code pressbox. If you're a first-time uh, user, and uh, you can deposit up to a hundred dollars, and from the good friends at Pressbox and Underdog, they will match that hundred dollars. And uh, you know, you can play all kinds of games. Uh, you can even—I know—I know, I know Glenn Ziegler. I'm going to get him into one of these soon. You can even start doing best ball no, for twenty twenty-two. No, no, you cannot. You cannot get into okay. those things. That's not something I'm going to. I'm going to, gonna, I'm to do. get him into one. I'm going to get him into one. Uh, but you can do. Uh, Fun player props over-unders on uh, this weekend's football games and uh, win up to 20 times your money. You can also do the NBA, assuming there's uh, a Major League Baseball season. We can do that. Um, even if you like golf, you can do that. We'll we'll, we'll get Drew to do some golf underdog. There you, on go. Underdog. There you go. under Do
5: you? I
0: love I'm, I I love
1: golf. Like watching golf. You
0: I, I watch golf. Oh, I play God.
1: golf. I I enjoy
0: golf.
3: You and I are not alike in that way. I enjoy D, D, DFS golf is fantastic.
1: Good for good for that. And look, I'm not. I, people are into things that I'm not into. That's the way that it goes. It's yeah. just I've tried. I have tried. I've talked about this over and over again. I have desperately tried to get into golf because I'm. It's I'm not telling you I understand the struggle, but I am a white male who does not give a crap about golf. So in an attempt to get along with other people, to be a part of the culture, I have tried so many times in my life to start playing golf, to watch golf. Nope. The golf
0: course is the new nope. chilies of the business world.
1: It, I mean, <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, can't do it, just cannot. But you know what? Other people are, and I respect that. Uh, I'm gonna be up tonight watching Raffi on a doll play tennis, and not everybody else is doing that. I just, I have a bit more class. That's just the way that it goes. All right, um, KZ. I guess, I, I guess, let's do the picks first, and I'm gonna ask you a couple things.
5: Okay.
1: I don't. I think I know how Kyle picked one of these games. So I think I'm gonna be able to save my season by picking the opposite thing, the problem with that being, I think he's going to be right and I'm going to be eliminated anyway. Ah. Let's start... Yeah, but that's the only hope you have. That's, it, is entire, it is the only hope that I have because I have to stay alive past today. There's no Second place does nothing for me. There is no point no. in trying to stay in front of KZ. It means zero. So I've, zero. the only hope of staying alive is that I pick one of these games. If I pick them both differently... Could could be also I could be tied going into next week. But I gotta yeah. pick one of them differently to keep my season alive. Let's begin with the AFC Championship game.
0: All right. AFC Championship game. You have the upstart Cincinnati Bengals visiting the Kansas City Chiefs in their fourth straight AFC Championship game and fourth straight at home at three o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Kansas City favored by seven. Um
1: why don't you go ahead and tell me, because it doesn't matter how John and uh, and Stekka picked it, because it's irrelevant. They, there's no competition there. Uh,
0: John picked Casey, and Stekka picked Cincinnati.
1: Okay. Kyle has pretty strongly been riding with the Chiefs, and smartly so. Mm-hmm. Smartly so. It has paid off for him to ride with the Chiefs. And if you watched me yesterday with Stan the Fan Charles... I'm telling you, I think the smart bet is to pick the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. As we know, um Joe Burrow's been sacked eleven times in two playoff games. And I think you can get away with those things when you're playing the Raiders and when you're playing the Titans. And when Ryan Tannehill's willing to throw the ball to you three times. I don't think you can get away with that when you face the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll also give you something else. Here's a little nugget for you. The Chiefs nine and two against the spread at home this year. As we always said, Ken, what? What do we always say?
3: They never cover.
1: Well, turns out we're wrong. They're nine two. They, they covered
3: this year. They, They're nine they and two the
1: against the spread at home this year. And I'm convinced, as we talked about a little bit, that the Chiefs are more a team that's just kind of bored by the regular season at this point. That we know how good we are. We'll get it figured out, and when we do, we can go back to being. The, we've got Travis Kelsey. We've got Tyreek Hill. We've got Patrick Mahomes. What are you going to do about that? I think the safe bet is the Chiefs. But I think Kyle knows that. And so I'm picking the Bengals.
3: Wow. You know, I, my only goal, it doesn't matter what I believe, like you said, you this just week. have like, to try to does, pick differently. It than doesn't I matter. My analysis of these football games means so little in this contest at this point because I'm just trying to guess where everybody's going. And I agree with you. I think the narrative that we've all used, um, although I caught up to it a little bit sooner than you did with the Chiefs this year, cuz they hadn't covered in a long time. Yep. They were very bad the last year and a half, but somewhere along mid-season this year all of a sudden that kind of flipped and they started covering and you know you look at them i mean even last week i mean uh, i mean they covered the number i mean you don't like how they covered it and it was it was just it's nuts insane. that right. they did it but but they did it they did it in overtime they were they were favored by 3 they scored a touchdown they cover. But I think my only chance of winning this was to go and take the seven with Cincinnati. So that is what I did.
1: Of course, this is the part where Paul's about this to is tell the us. Part. You know what's about to happen now. Paul's about to tell us. I know. Us that Kyle, I know. He's
3: going to take Kyle Cincinnati.
1: I was playing poker the entire time and took Cincinnati knowing that we were thinking this and we're both going to be screwed by this and you're about to be eliminated.
0: Nope. Yes. Kyle and Proctor both took
1: Kansas City. All right, so we have okay. Life. life. Okay, I got one. And that officially, it officially means I cannot be eliminated today. Not today. I can be eliminated on Sunday, and I probably will be, but I cannot be eliminated today because that's exactly what I thought was going to be. And by the way, smart. I, I 100%. I am, I am betting American dollars on the Chiefs to cover on Sunday because it's genuinely what I believe is going to happen. Got to do what you got to do in order to stay alive. Who knows? Maybe, maybe all of them get diphtheria on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember which you, one diphtheria is. You, being totally you drowned honest, in the river. <laughs> Correct. Which one was diphtheria? Like, what actually? I think were... I think it was. Wasn't it dysentery? Well, dysentery was a thing too, but diphtheria. Yes. <laughs> diphtheria is a serious infection caused by strains of bacteria. All right, you know what? That's I'm just gonna leave it. Yeah, we're just going down a wrong path. Right. <laughs> okay, you say so. All right. Uh, so now it doesn't. It still matters to Ken. Ken's got to get both these. Matters to me.
0: It Matters,
3: things, to, right. me.
0: All right. it
1: matters so to me.
0: So your next game at 6:30 uh, on Sunday, 49ers at the LA Rams. Rams at home, favored by three and a half despite losing their last six games to the 49ers. It's remarkable, isn't They've it? They've never beaten Jimmy Garoppolo. It's
1: remarkable. Well, I mean, it's... I, I don't know what to say. It's just remarkable. Uh, go ahead and tell me what John and Andrew did. Again, irrelevant. All right. They both picked San Francisco. They both picked San Francisco. The problem I'm having is that I definitely want to pick San Francisco, too. I'm trying to... F- I'm trying to figure out, right, if... If there's, a ch- if there's any, like, is this the, the reverse lock of all time? Is this the thing where we're all saying we have to bet San Francisco? Like, we have to. They're, they're, they've beaten the Rams six straight times, three and they're three-and-a-half point dogs. They don't even have to win. They just have to play a team close. They've beaten them six straight times. Is this the reverse lock of the century? Did the Rams, by virtue of what they did a week ago, and surviving their attempt to piss that game away, did that announce them as being, all right, we had, we had the one we were going to lose, and we lost it. Now we're golden. And are they sort of the team of destiny? I'm betting that Kyle picked the 49ers, because I do think it's the smart money for this week. I'm betting he picked the 49ers. Because I've already got one in the bank, I'm also picking the 49ers for this week. Ken.
3: So this one was tough for me. Um, because I everybody is going to be on the 49ers. And I think that this is a blowout of massive proportions. Mm. Okay, I I think that all this talk about the Rams have never been, you know, know, Jimmy Garoppolo, that that's fine. One game with this Rams team, they lost. They were up by 14 at the half. And then the game meant absolutely nothing to them. So I, I don't, I'm not saying they didn't try, but when things got rough, it's like, are, are we really killing ourselves to, to win this game when it means everything to them and it doesn't mean anything to us? And I think the Rams are the best team in the NFL, and I've said that all year on both sides of the ball. They're the most, most balanced team. I think they win this game by 17, and I am going to take them.
1: Now, now, you got to do a better job of building this. Because you know what's at stake now. What's at stake now? Uh Uh-oh. If he took the rain, I'm done. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You didn't build it that way. You you needed to do a better... I understand what you're doing, but you got to build it better. You got to build. Here up to, lies
0: Ken Zalas's pick'em oh, chances oh, as Kyle boy. Ottenheimer from the grave oh, has boy. taken the Los Angeles Rams oh. to win this yeah, game. Yeah, I just
3: I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it, and I knew I knew there was a possibility because uh, I, I just, but I just there's no. I mean, even if – even because if, I, I was going to be wrong either way because I, I the Rams are winning this game, and I truly believe they're winning it in blowout proportions this week. I, I, I don't think this is a close game this week. Um, so either way, I was going to – so if I took the 49ers and, and the Rams won, I was eliminated anyway, so I was just going – I was just going with one that I, I thought I the thought real
1: was going problem right. for me now is that I need both these games to go my way like I in, in the other scenario, I only needed one of them because if Kyle and I picked one game the same way, we could both lose it. it'd be fine, right there's almost no chance that i'm I'm getting there's I mean there's no chance I'm getting the Cincinnati one, so like there's almost no chance but that I do have life I have life into Sunday as Kyle and I continue to pick the games differently Kyle's on a heater though he's on an absolute heater, so not great news for if me
0: they both win. can we get a come on a yeah-ha? Huh? From you? Uh,
1: sure. I, mean, I would do that for, without that. I mean, I like doing that <laughs> anyway. Uh, but that's the deal. So everybody else is out now. KZ stayed alive through one pick, but he has met his untimely demise in our picks contest by picking the Rams game by the a same zo- way. Taken
0: out by a zombie.
1: Unfortunately, that's the way it goes Nine sometimes. Out. Kyle, that deal that he's made with Satan that co- cost him his life. He had to. He gave the devil his soul, but he can play a mean fiddle. Um, nice. He is. It's down to Kyle and I going into this weekend, and either kyle is going to clinch or we will be tied come monday depending on the results of these games that's what's going on um and andrew steck still has to do all that gross stuff so you know we got that going for us which is nice hey uh uh, kz i think uh uh, jim nagy might be bailing on me today so uh, uh tell me tell me three things that you're interested in the senior bowl next week
3: Three things that I'm interested in the Senior Bowl next week. I am very interested in the uh, offensive tackles. Um, I want to see how they hold up against some of these, you know, what are supposed to be uh, top pass rushers. Are uh, any of the, so I, in...
1: It's is. I know your boy, the the uh, Penning from Northern Iowa, is going to be down there. Anybody else that's like a yes. legitimate option for the Ravens at 14 that's going to be down there?
3: Um. I mean, uh, uh, no, um, not 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 at fourteen. I mean, keep an eye on uh, the kid out of Minnesota, Falelei. Uh, yeah. Um, um, I, I I don't think he's an. I don't think he's an option at fourteen. I think he becomes an option if the Ravens trade back into the late first round or they trade down in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think. I don't think he he he's uh I think he's he's just on the fringe of the first round and if somebody wants to make an argument that because offensive tackle in my opinion falls off a cliff after the top 7 guys this year um that he's going to be pushed up into the first round I can see it because if you if you got to get one you know you're 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 just wishing and hoping that somebody you know, one of these other guys is is a true left tackle um, type guy, or or, or can or can switch over to right tackle and not be bumped in because I really don't like the class after uh, Folayudu, who I have as my uh, seventh best or sixth best okay. uh, offensive lineman. So, um, so I want to see how what, how they hold up. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's look. I love the Senior Bowl. Um, the problem with the Senior Bowl is that it's the senior bowl and uh, a lot of these guys that are coming out are always that are going to be some of the top picks are not there. So, you know, when you, you know, there's some, there's been some talk that the the Ravens could, you know, look at a, a, a guy like, the Marvin Leal out of Texas A and M, if they get, decide to go defensive line in the first round, well, he's not going to be at the Senior Bowl. Yep. You know, uh, Jordan Davis is going to be at the Senior Bowl. Okay, that's a guy that uh, you know. I mean, you I'm all in on. Yeah, you can. You you know, I, I'm not. So I just just for the record, I'm not. I, know I, I talked I, about again. Yep. I. I, I uh, you can't play 25 snaps in a game and 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 go in the top 15 in the NFL. Now, whether whether that's because Georgia was so good along the defensive line and they did that, or or his conditioning just isn't there right now, and and maybe that's a a, a thing. But I've I've talked to massive, I've talked to way he's fewer. He's a massive people, human being.
1: For the record, the more people I've talked to about it, the less people that share your concern about that.
3: But, okay. But, I, that's fine. Again, I can only go by what I see. I, I'm, I, I, you know, he may go and just tear up the Senior Bowl and and make some of these interior offensive linemen look silly. Um, and he's gonna run. He's gonna he's gonna run up boards. But again, Kenyon Green isn't there. Tyler Linderbaum isn't there. You know, the top guys are. You know, second round picks that he's going to be going up against that are at the Senior Bowl, the 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 Darian Canards out of Kentucky types, or the 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 Saylor out of Georgia, who he probably goes up against every day in practice. You know, these are these are not first round picks, so it's really tough. It's it, you just got to be careful with with the Senior Bowl sometimes because as, as time goes on and guys come out sooner and sooner, um, a lot of these guys aren't here. I mean, you know. All the top, the top two cornerbacks in the league uh, that are going to be drafted, maybe in the top ten, aren't going to be at the Senior Bowl.
1: That's that's typically the way that it works. All right, at Fans Fantasy on Twitter is how you give him a follow, of course. You'll still have some more content coming at PressBoxOnline.com, correct?
3: Uh, well, we have the rankings up for, for this week for DFS. We also have our DFS lineups, I believe, went up this morning uh, for that. And then... Uh, We'll we'll cover Super Bowl week, and then uh, we will we will jump head head first into the draft, and we'll start uh, pumping out three four. Uh different articles a week wonderful
1: all right kz appreciate you pal we uh we'll do one more Th- even though even though it might no happen, we still gotta pick yeah, yeah, we'll up we'll, but it might might be utterly it might be just an exhibition contest at that point it might be uh, nothing more than an exhibition is there no we've or? we've made well i mean we could but like we just made it I over mean, the we could,
3: yeah we could say like
1: good. hey let's all throw in another 20 bucks or something like that but you know that's it's different than our contest. Our contest is what our contest is and we don't we don't artificially change it for the sake of trying to keep no, it I mean, uh, a, a competitive. Side, Yeah, we could do something like that. We yeah. might maybe we will. All right buddy. I appreciate you. Talk to you in a couple weeks. Okay. Take care. Oh, oh, you know what? Oh, man, never mind. Are you still there? Why? Right, well, I'm here. I should I'm remind here, everybody. Uh, KZ is going to be with you guys on Monday, actually.
3: KZ. Yeah. I am. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to be in on Monday.
1: Yes. KZ yes. will be uh, hosting the show on Monday because I will be on assignment on uh, Monday with one of our partners. On assignment. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing. So some- we call it these days? What's that? Yeah, that's exactly what we, Is call, that what we call it.
3: it. It's on what we all the time.
1: I am, uh, I am with one of our partners on Monday doing some, uh, some, some camera stuff because you know awesome. when you, when you got this face, like, <laughs> they're like, we need that on camera. I'm like, are you sure? Are you, are you sure? Was no one else available? You're so hard was, on it, yourself, man. was it? Was Was I the last guy that you called upon? So I appreciate KZ is going to come in and hang out with us, uh, you guys, on Monday. It'll be uh, KZ and Paul with you for Monday's show, and then on uh, Tuesday actually we're going to do our college lacrosse preview. So uh, a lot of stuff going on next week. All right, buddy. Thank awesome. you. Appreciate okay. you. Take All care, right. guys. Yeah. Ken Zalis uh, with us here on GCR, and yes, he will be in. Uh, I'll just t- I'm going to be down at the live casino and hotel on Monday, uh, hanging out with them. I would encourage you to hang out there.
0: You poor unfortunate All soul. the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a miserable place to be. Just an awful way for me to spend my day. Although I have to be down there super early. I've got to be down there at like 7 a.m. Um, uh, which reminds you that I, I can use the kiosks at 7 If When I get there at 7 a.m. on Monday, the, the kiosks, those in the FanDuel Sportsbook, those self-service kiosks, all 51 of them, they're operating 24-7. So whenever you stop by Live Casino Hotel, You can put your bets in on whatever it is that you want to put a bet in on. So if there's like a a cricket match going on in India that I want to bet on and the FanDuel Sportsbook at 7 a.m., we should find something that's happening at like 8 a.m. Is there a soccer match somewhere on Monday? Is tennis going on? No, tennis ends on uh, Saturday night. That's overnight Saturday, the the final, um, the men's final. We know the women's final now is going to be Ash Barty and American Danielle Collins will be the uh, women's final uh, on Friday night, or overnight, 3.30 a.m. on Saturday. And then the men's final will be determined uh, by the semifinals tonight. Rafael Nadal and Matteo Berrettini, and then Daniil Medvedev and Stefano Tsitsipas are the two semifinals on the men's side. What in the world could I bet on Monday morning? I need some soccer. Give me some... Oh, you know what? There's no club stuff because it's a World Cup uh, qualifying weekend. Somebody find me something to bet on Monday. I need something that I can bet on Monday morning when I'm there. I want to be able to go to the kiosk at 7 in the morning and bet on something that's happening on Monday, like between mon- between 7 a.m. and, say, 1 p.m. Go to the FanDuel Sportsbook website and find something that I can bet on during my day that I'm down at the live casino and hotel on Monday but uh, love them. You love hanging out there. I'm telling you, if you don't know where you're going to watch the games on Sunday, it's the place to be. Get your bets in on all them kiosks. I, I I had such an awesome time hanging out with Rita um, for our, our big event that we did last Sunday. Man, it was so cool being there. It was just everything about it was awesome. Everything about our afternoon at live casino and hotel and we're looking forward to doing more we're we're working on that right now we're picking more dates and you never know you might be seeing more of my face just as you're wandering around live casino hotel there might be a little bit of that coming you might be just walking by and being like hey there's that doofus again that might be coming very soon to your experiences at live casino and hotel and then um, the other thing i wanted to share with you about live casino hotel is that if you want to be there for the big game and I'm telling you, there, whatever it is that you're planning on doing, you're going to have more fun if you go to Live Casino and Hotel. you got to get your reservation in now. It is a popular place to be. The in-game bets, the numbers moving, all the different props. Even those numbers are going to move. Like the player prop numbers are going to move during the course of the game. You want to be at Live Casino and Hotel in the FanDuel Sportsbook. So get an email to events at sportssocialmd.com say i want to be there can i reserve my spot and they will get you squared away you can sit in one of the reclining chairs you can sit down at a table get yourself some uh, thai chili wings i because you know i'm not really a drinker anymore unless jeremy khan is here feeding me booze uh i enjoy he th- try to stop you no the exact well no he tried to stop me from doing the worst part of it but he wasn't trying to stop me from any of the other things um I enjoy the uh, cucumber soda water. I I order a few of those during the time that I spend at Live Casino Hotel. Man, I love that place. Uh but that's where you're going to want to be for the big game. Speaking of Jeremy and what I meant to say to you about uh, uh RDT. Of course, you do, you were not part of this bet so it doesn't mean as much to you, but we do our baseball draft every year and uh, RDT was our loser last year. Uh, Our baseball draft is very simple. We pick, we take a look at the the projected win totals for each team, and then we draft teams based on whose win total we think is going to be furthest away from what their win total will end up being at the end of the year. And Eric was feeling really good about himself. Um, I saw Eric last night. I'll tell you more about that. But Eric was feeling really good about himself. He was like, man, I got this in the bag. He thought all season long he was in great shape. Because he had the San Francisco Giants at 75 and a half wins as their total going into the year. Well, as we know, the San Francisco Giants were much, much better than that. And that was a very smart first pick from our boy Eric Arditi, right? Like, he knocked it out of the park, making that his first pick of the draft. Unfortunately, it didn't go well from there. So the 31.5 points that he got from picking the San Francisco Giants could not overcome the fact that Philadelphia, at 80.5, finished at 82. And Cleveland, whose number was 81.5, they finished at 80. And Cincinnati, at 81.5, finished at 83. And so he struggled. He struggled because he had too many that only got him a point and a half. Eric finished with 83 points, Kyle finished with 89 points, and I was the big winner with 99 points. And it's not even like I had, a, you know, a, like a 30 point one like he did. I had my first pick was Washington. I I absolutely was like I I don't see this. Mm-hmm. At 84 and a half. I thought they were going to be better than that.
0: I did too. I I, pick, thought, I picked them to win the East. I
1: thought they were going to win 97 games. Something. like I thought but it worked out for me because they were 19 and a half games worse than that. And so I got a big score of my first pick, Washington. And I was the big winner. But that didn't matter. The only thing that mattered was who lost. And uh, Eric was the loser. So he's got to come in here and he's got to make himself a prison pizza. Which we found, uh, the way that you make a, a pizza in prison, is you got to use all items that you can find in the commissary. And so they, use, they crush a bag of Funyuns. And then they use the bag of Funyuns to make the crust for a pizza and they use like not whatever you can find in the commissary to make a prison pizza anything at all it ain't pizza i don't know what you think it is but it's something that they call pizza if you're in prison and we also told him for baseball reasons he's got to throw uh, peanuts and cracker jacks on top of it too so he's gonna make one he's he's he knows and you going to find a date he texted me this morning Uh, We're going to find a date to make it work that uh, our boy Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports will come in and join us Mm. and will consume his prison pizza. I'm very much looking forward to that.
0: There were some college and high school exploits that could have gotten me ready to eat that Uh, that that, that, that type of thing.
1: No, there would be no point at which you would say because you would... You, you do it in prison because there's no other options.
0: I once made a grilled when, cheese using an iron, two pieces of bread, and just, and, well, that's gra- in- and grated Parmesan. That's
1: ingenuity is what that uh, was is. Terrible. That's it's ingenuity. I'm sure it was awful. I've ever uh, eaten. But most of the time, you have another option of some sort, especially in college, where like you've got something in the mini fridge, right? Like There's some string cheese or something that you can enjoy when you're doing Or maybe the late night thing is still open down at dining hall. Whatever it is, there oh, are some two options. Tuesdays breakfast night. They did breakfast. For dinner or for late for night? late night. Yeah, late night was always, at UMBC it was always the same. Late night was individual pizzas and I feel like there was something else that was an option. Maybe chicken fingers? It was It was perfect. I mean, it was perfection when I was at UMBC. I can't even remember. Maryland's situation was far different because there were so many different dining halls, right? Like, that, I've, I actually want to say cereal was always available. Mm-hmm. Like, you could always go in and they had this, like, cereal bar. It was wonderful. Uh, but the moral of the story, of course, is that they didn't serve prison pizza, because that's awful. Eric, however, <laughs> will be enjoying a prison pizza. I had the chance last night to uh, spend my evening with, uh, Lynn uh, Leach calls it the Um the people that, um, that, that knew Mogaba and were closest with them, and... Um it's been an honor. I i knew Mo, and I sometimes I don't feel like I'm worthy because I didn't know Mo the way that like Jeremy knew Mo, for example, and I certainly didn't know him the way that Priestley uh knew Mo. Um or even frankly, Eric. Like Eric and I kind of got to know Mo around the same time, but Eric spent a lot Eric lived closer to Mo and Eric spent a lot more time with him. Um I knew Mo and I, I had a few conversations with Mo, and of course, you know, we we had him on the cover and we brought him out and we had this magical night. Um, with him and Sanzi and uh, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman, where we presented him with his Sports Person of the Year honor. And, you know, I I still, I tear up thinking about that night because it was, as Eric and I talk about, it's when I look back on my professional career, they could ask me to to host the Academy Awards, and it wouldn't mean to me what that night meant to me. Um, And it was at a -A. (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Like, I mean, it was just, there's so much there. Um, But... I, I greatly appreciate that they've included me in all of these things over the years, and and Dean from Thread Level Midnight was there, and Sanzi of course, and Lynn, who you know if if you've if you followed anybody who's close with Mo, you understand that Lynn Leach was 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 his sort of shining light, was um, a, a special teacher that he had in school, and kind of walked with him every step of the way um during everything that he went through and um his uncle was there last night and his cousins were there and it was just a it was just really special to spend um that night and and a a huge thank you to john from jimmy's famous seafood who hosted everyone and um you know it was just really wonderful it was a really wonderful way to spend mo's 16th birthday and and the promise was made that um on Mo's twenty first birthday, doesn't matter what night of the week it is, we're all going out and getting effed up. Like we're all going out and having a party. We'll keep doing this on Mo's birthday every year. But like last night, it all like by by like you know eight thirty, nine o'clock. Everybody's like, all right, we got to we got to go, we got to get home, we got to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. And then the promise was made that uh, in five years, when when we get to Mo's twenty first birthday, it, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're all going out and drinking. Like we're all going to celebrate Mo's twenty first birthday um, the same way. So. Um, uh, we love Mo, love you, and it was just a wonderful. It was a wonderful way to spend his birthday to to be around the people that loved him the most, and and some people that couldn't make it out unfortunately last night for various reasons that were badly missed. But um, a wonderful group of people, and it's an honor um, to to have them invite me to be and my wife to be a part of it. It it means the world to us that um, we've been included with that group over the years, and I I, I can't say enough about what a special thing it is. All right, let's go ahead. You're going to say this is weird. You guys are trying to wind down on time. There's other things that we're doing, and so we, I can't tell you why it was that it was priority for me. to. Find. The funny part was I purposely didn't want to book another guest today, and, of course, that would be the day that we had a guest that failed to show up right. was the day where I said, let's let's limit it to three. I don't want to put a fourth guest on today, and then we ended up only having two. But there is a reason that I just can't tell you about why it is that we're trying to wrap up on time today. Um, today's show uh, and tidbit in particular is brought to you. Speaking of Mogaba, by the print issue of Pressbox. On the cover, our Mogaba Sports Person of the Year, Justin Tucker, who very much embodies the spirit of Mogaba and his love for this community and wanting to do good things for people. Um, that was m- much of the reason. He's also very good at kicking a football. Like I don't know if you heard, he kicked a 66-yard field goal. All of those things went into why Justin Tucker was our choice for our Mogaba Sports Person of the Year this year. Go pick that issue up at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox or read it all at slash best of. The best of issue of Pressbox. All right. On Tuesday,
0: Sean Payton decided to step away from coaching, though claiming he is not retiring. In his career with the Saints, Peyton won 152 games, seven division titles, which trails only the Patriots and the Packers since 2006, and Super Bowl 44. With Drew Brees as his quarterback, Sean Peyton was 144 and 85, the second most wins for a head coach quarterback duo of all time.
1: I wonder who number one is. I bet which, we could never guess.
0: Which other four tandems round out the top five?
1: Well, huh. Huh. Well okay, so Billick and Bowler obviously.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, all, all 37 wins. Um, if that many. I should
1: have sold that better. It's obviously it's a it's a B B&B. Billick and Bowler. I should have sold that sold sold that better. Uh obviously Brady and Belichick. Yep,
0: they're number 1, 249 and
1: 75. Um I'm going to say McCarthy and Rogers. No. Really? Really? That's a bit surprising. That's more than a bit surprising in fact. He was there long enough that I would have thought he would that would have been uh, Tomlin and Roethlisberger?
0: They are number three, 144, 79, and that tie with the Lions this year.
1: So funny. So funny.
0: Shula and Marino. Shula and Marino, they are number four, 122, and 75. You have one more.
3: Huh. Huh.
1: Farvin Holmgren? No. I'll say Manning and Dungy, but I don't think he was there long enough. Nope. I'll try Manning and Coughlin, but I also don't think it was long enough. No. Wilson and Carroll. mm That's a little surprising. That's a little surprising that they didn't quite make it. Um, I mean, Walsh and Montana. No This is the one I thought you'd get tripped up on. Uh, you know what? It's proving to have tripped me up. Uh, Noel and Bradshaw. Noel and Bradshaw. Okay. They're number five. one twenty-one that's, and, that's, and 15. That's a, that's a longevity thing, mm-hmm. you know, as much as it is anything else, because, like, Chuck Noel was just a coach for eternity. Mm-hmm. I, like I, Landry and Staubach was going to be my next guest. I don't know who else is in the top 10, but, like,.
0: I couldn't find the top ten list. Oh yeah, I'm it was it. like it was so hard. It, it kept wanting to. It kept giving me stuff from like 2013. I'm like, this is not accurate. That was nine years and,
1: ago. And and Levy and and Kelly jump out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Shanahan wasn't there long enough to be for Elway to be on that list. But you know what I mean. Like th- there's a few that jump out at you. And that. Yeah. All right. Very good. Okay. Uh oh. Quickly. I've been. I'm sorry, Brian. Pa- Brian. You know we do. Would you rather on Wednesdays, Brian? I know that alliteration, maybe not your strong suit, but the reason we do it on Wednesdays. he wants to know if I'd rather sit outside to watch the U.S.-Canada match on Sunday or watch Jackson Mahomes TikToks for the same two-and-a-half-hour period. The match is in Hamilton, Ontario, 24 in snow showers is the forecast. Brian, Brian, I understand what you're trying to do, but you're also, like, you're leaving out a key part. You're trying to tell me that I'd miss the AFC Championship game if I pick the soccer match, but you're not telling me, like, whether or not I would have to miss the AFC Championship game you're saying, I'm going to be watching Jackson Mahomes TikToks for the same two-and-a-half-hour period. Well, then I'd miss the championship game either way. So the obvious choice would be the soccer match. I, I get it. Trust me. I'm the guy that complains all the time. I'm not doing the cold anymore. Like, I'm not, I'm out. But that's, that's a personal comfort thing. That's not actual torture. Like, the other scenario is actual torture. I'd rather be uncomfortable than tortured. So I would watch the soccer match. It's just a piss-poor decision to have the soccer match be during the championship game. Not all right. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, John. I'm, I'm. You know what happened? This is not a joke. They changed the uh, interface for YouTube, John. Blame them. So it used to be that the, the comments were right here. And instead, I got to scroll down now in order to find them. I'm sorry. Um, why do you not know the other's picks? You would have more drama if you knew which way to pick. Because we've always done it that way. We don't want it to be you just get to pick whoever they don't pick. Like, we want it to be everybody's got to send. The rest of the guys have to send their picks in that aren't here. So they don't get the the courtesy of knowing what I'm gonna pick, so we just always done the game that way. Pick the game however you want to pick it. Yes, would it be better for radio reasons to drag it out further and just? But it's just the way we've always had try to have some integrity, tried to have some integrity to the game that way, uh, in order to do it. Integrity. Uh, yeah, Integrity Farms. Exactly right. Is there? I saw there was a new season starting in February. Starting on when, this coming week? This week? Yeah, n- do like n- not that. this week, next week. Next, next. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, Wednesday has already passed in yeah, this right. week, so it wouldn't be. No, it wouldn't work that way. Yeah, (laughs) not yesterday. That's the way the math works. Uh, Nick Kelly. Uh, Oh, as far as who he's uh, for the weekend. Hard to find much for me with Buffalo out. I guess I'm intrigued to see the Bengals and determine how scared I should really be about them for the foreseeable future. I guess I'm also interested to see if Weddle can make a Super Bowl. That's an unbelievable storyline to me. I'm struggling with that one. Look, I like Eric Weddle. Really good guy. Really like him. I'm struggling with it for two reasons, right? It's not like, a guy who was here for eight years, getting an opportunity to go win a Super Bowl somewhere else where you're like, I just really want that guy. I'm trying to think of who that the equivalent of that would be um man it it wouldn't be like if Hallodi nada like I was really rooting although Haloti Nada had won a Super Bowl so it wasn't the same thing, but I was rooting for Haloti Nada to win another super Bowl in in um in Tory f- Smith, but he also won a Super Bowl. I'm yeah. trying to think of somebody who didn't win a Super Bowl. Like, and it's, it's a very difficult thing to do because the Ravens have won two of them, so it's mm-hmm. hard to find someone. Jarrett Johnson, right? Like, J- the Jarrett Johnson wasn't even a... He wasn't on the Ravens in 2012? No, he was gone by then. Jarrett yeah. Johnson was gone, yeah. Uh, if Jarrett Johnson... I'm trying to think of the other places where he was. If Jarrett Johnson... And he only went to San Diego. If the Chargers in 2013 were in this situation, I would be rooting like hell for Jarrett Johnson spent eight years here, just happened to be, literally showed up in 2003, his last season was 2011, right? Like, just happened to miss. Mm. I would have been rooting like hell for Jarrett Johnson, who was an awesome community guy, all of those things. I would have been rooting like hell for him to win the Super Bowl. Eric Weddle was more of a mercenary by the time he showed up here and is the definition of a mercenary in like he's been on the team for a week Mm -hmm. it's 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 hard for me to embrace it the same way i like eric weddle it's more one of those things where like if they win the super bowl that'll put a smile on my face right it'll put a smile on my face that eric weddle gets to be a super bowl champion and gets to feel the confetti And and have that moment. I'll feel really good for Eric Weddle. But to say it's like inspiring me to root for the Rams,
0: eh. not like it would have if Kyle Bowler had led the Raiders. Exactly, right,
1: man. Like you would have just had all of those feelings that have been built up for Kyle Bowler. But Jared Johnson's the guy that I'm talking. It's the guy that was there for a long time, that built their career, that was you know really invested, and just never won a Super Bowl, and gets one more shot at the end of their career somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm really rooting for him. And if they've already won a Super Bowl, it just can't be the same way. It's the same thing. I felt good for Torrey Smith afterwards because I like Torrey Smith, right? But he had already won a Super Bowl. If he didn't win another one, who cares, right? right? But once the game was over, they played the Patriots, so I was going to root for them no matter what. But once the game was over, I was like, man, I'm happy for Torrey Smith, right? But
0: He wasn't your driving reason behind Exact
1: Like I couldn't go say, I'm a, an Eagles guy now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm an Eagles guy in any way. Um. And yeah, the Eric Weddle thing, sure. It would give me a reason to feel good if the Rams end up winning the Super Bowl on in a couple of weeks is because of Eric Weddle. It would give me a reason to feel good because he's there. Oh, is uh is Byron Leftwich done deal now? Is that? That's what John uh, I,
0: I've been looking for. it. I haven't seen anything um,
1: before Adrian
0: Wilson in Trent
1: Balkey. Uh, uh uh apparently apparently a reporter in Arizona said, and I actually know the guy Mike Jarecki, who's with with the Arizona, like he, he works for their website, said, hearing the Jaguars are close to hiring Adrian Wilson as their GM and Byron Leftwich as their head coach. Which What we had heard overnight was that Byron Leftwich basically kind of said to the Jaguars, if you want me as the coach, you have to hire Adrian Wilson as the GM. I'm not working with Trent Balky mm-hmm. And then we heard about Vic Fangio being a candidate, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, tubular brought to you today by uh, ooh, this was brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota Rav4, available in hybrid or gas only models. A Rav4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Rav4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Here's what's coming up tonight. Totally tubular-wise, the Maryland women take on Rutgers, seven o'clock on BTN Plus. Towson hosts Delaware on Flow Hoops. I'd encourage you to go check out the Tigers. 7 o'clock tonight at CQ Arena. Mount St. Mary's is at Fairleigh Dickinson at 7 on NEC Front Row. Only uh, Big Ten Hoops tonight, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Is that really at 4 o'clock? Did I write that right? I I mean, I get they're doing some weird things, these makeup games, but 4 o'clock, is that that accurate? I got to make sure I have that right. Uh, Yeah, it's a 4 o'clock game. They're doing... I, I guess to split up the time between, like, if, if they had played on Tuesday or Monday and they got to play again this weekend, they're trying to separate the games a little bit more when they do these makeup games. But um, oh oh, it's four central, so it's five o'clock Eastern. All right, never mind, five o'clock Eastern, four central for that one between Wisconsin and Nebraska. Ohio State, Minnesota at 8 on ESPN. As I mentioned, the Australian Open men's semifinals, uh, Rafael Nadal and Matteo Berrettini at 10.30 on ESPN, and then overnight, 3.30 a.m. for Stefano Tsitsipas and Daniil Medvedev. Uh, the World Cup qualifier tonight, El Salvador and the U.S., 7 o'clock on ESPN2 from Columbus, Uh, NBC's, no, 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 that's not. Oh, TNT, Lakers, Sixers, 7.30. Timberwolves, Warriors at 10. ESPN Plus and Hulu for Kings Islanders at 7. Golf Channel for round two of the PGA Farmers Insurance open at 3 o'clock. WWE Network for NXT UK at 3. Everything else, go to com Anything non-sports-wise? Johnny Knoxville's
0: gonna be on Jimmy Kimmel Live. When does that come out? I, I think like next week.
1: Is it because he's he's uh, you know Johnny Knoxville is going to be in the Royal Rumble on Saturday night?
0: Yes, he uh, is. He's going to be participating. So maybe it comes that. out this week. Maybe it comes out on uh on Friday. Does it really? I'm not, it's it's soon. I know it's soon.
1: Uh, February fourth. Yeah, next Friday. Next yeah. Friday. All right. Very good. Um, and is it one that's only going to be in theaters or can we? Uh, I believe
0: it's only in theaters. Oh, There's no way, my wife. You want to go?
1: I do. <laughs> right, maybe after the show next Friday, we go watch Jackass. Oh, I got to work. The F are you doing, man? I'm sorry. Just, just say you're showing up late. What time do you have to be there?
0: <laughs> I work at four o'clock on
1: Friday. We could squeeze in a flick. We, can we go to a, like a one o'clock uh, uh, picture.
0: We w- we might be able to pull that off.
1: I could, I'd be willing to to, re- to schedule my day around that next Friday. You know, we can make that happen. I'm, let's
0: let's let's. If there is a one o'clock showing, I will go. I,
1: I could even I would even drive up to the the Regal there in uh, in Abingdon, if that's what Regal. we got to do.
0: I haven't been there forever. I've been ever. there
1: an eternity, but it's pretty close to where you work. I remember, we can, w-
0: I remember when it first opened.
1: Uh, I definitely waited in line to see Titanic with my girlfriend at the time. At the my Regal eighth and
0: grade it. class went to see Titanic
1: all together. All together like as a school
0: trip. It was a school trip because we we read. Um, oh was it?
1: no! Oh no! The 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 um the unsinkable. Is that the, no,
0: it was like A Night to Remember or something okay, like that. All right.
1: I mean, I had read a Titanic. I do remember as a child reading a Titanic book, but the movie was n- there's not that. Yeah, <laughs> like a, we, we, they, they took, You, you t- took a school field trip and got to see Kate Winslet's boobs out
0: of it? Be- and they allowed us to do it because it was considered art. Oh, that is something.
1: That is a wild. Harford County is a wild place, man. They're yeah. doing some things up in Hazard County. Well, that is crazy.
0: I won't, that, that that teacher was arrested for something we won't
1: oh, talk no. about in there. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember uh, we had to see like three different movies because we attempted to go watch Titanic, and it was sold out every time. I'm telling you what we saw. Wag the Dog. We saw the Spice Girls movie and something else because we couldn't get an effing ticket to Titanic. Because this is before you could buy tickets online ahead mm-hmm. of time. We had to go stand in the the effing cold and I think we finally saw it at like 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning was what we had to do in order to see Titanic. Yeah. And our poor parents because like you couldn't just leave because we weren't old enough to drive. Our parents had to drop us off and come back and pick us up so we had to go see something. mm -hmm. Like we're like we're gonna go see Titanic. Titanic sold out so we couldn't there was nothing else to do like we couldn't walk over to the mall like, we had nothing else to do. We had to just pick another movie and just go see what other crap movie was playing until our parents could come pick us up. I remember going to see Super Troopers. Tr- not
0: Super Troopers. Um, Starship Troopers. Ah. I, my, my friend Jeff Kingsmore and I, when we were kids, yeah. we tried to go see uh, Starship Troopers. My mom dropped us off, and it was rated R, and yeah. they would not sell us the tickets. And my mom I my mom had a cell phone. I did not. So you got on the old
1: pay phone? Got on well, the horn. we tried. Yeah.
0: And there were no other movies that we were that we could get into, so we it was a gallery at Towson.
1: Oh, oh, wow!
0: Where the, yeah. I believe there's an L.A. Fitness there. Yes, now. there is. And um, we could not get into a movie, so we just had to walk on the gallery. Well, which in was, fairness,
1: there's actually some stuff going on. Like there's there actually, wasn't
0: anything going on.
1: It was like they I, I think they had Brookstone at the time or whatever that uh, bookstore was. But the entire area, like you could walk outside and like walk down the street, and there'd be like. Yeah, yeah but we were We were
0: kids yeah, Kids yeah, That's really a, lot. That so a like, college town Yeah I
3: hear you I hear yeah, you There's So like of bars. we were
0: stuck At the gallery Which had a bookstore And a movie theater Oof, Rough um, Rough Like two and a half hours Until my mom came to get us Rough,
1: rough. I don't know why we thought we could, get, we could get into the movie Like We had this happen to us. Uh, my lo- final Oh god we gotta wrap up I said we wanted to wrap up on time Final day of eighth grade We were going to go We we had a um, a friend Whose mom was a science teacher At Perry Hall Middle School And we had planned that, and like she was cool with it. We were going to show up, so none of our parents would drop our backpacks off in her room. And she was going to take them all home. And then we were going to walk across the street from Perry Hall Middle School. There was a little putt-putt place that's now owned by the church. And then the movie theater. We were going to stop at, like I think it was Village Pizza. And then we're going to go to, it was one of my favorite days. Because it was the final day. I, I don't know why I have such affinity for this particular day. So we go play Putt-Putt, everything's cool, and then we're going to go to the movies, and we were going to go see, I'm not kidding, the movie was Celtic Pride. Oh, it was man, with Adam da- Sandler
0: and Damon Wayans,
1: right? It wasn't Adam Sandler. That was a different movie he did with uh, Damon Wayans. He did, um, oh, God, I can't think what that movie was called. I remember that movie, but it wasn't. It was Dan Aykroyd. Oh, that
0: it was Dan Aykroyd, and that's right. It was
1: definitely Damon Wayans, and he was a basketball player, and it was, it was a horrible film. It was an awful film, but it was what was playing. And the Perry Hall Movie Theater had like five Five total screens. It was before the you know the, the regals. The, of the multiplexes, world. right? Not. So we get over there and we realize it was a Friday. They had changed the movies that were showing, and Celtic Pride was no longer showing at the Perry Hall Cinemaplex. It was now the only movie that was showing was it. It was whatever. It was a, it was a Kurt Russell film, and I don't remember what it was, but it was rated R. And we were like, oh god, what are we gonna do? Because we couldn't leave. We had to wait for Miss Sacra to finish. Oh, I just gave it away. <laughs> yeah, I think the statute of limitations is up. To finish teaching for the day, to come pick us up, mm-hmm. right? Like, that was the plan. She was going to leave the school, drive over, pick us up, take us back to her house. And, like, we had all told our parents that we were going to his house after school, and they were all going to pick us up there. So. We were like, we had we we didn't know what we were gonna do. We'd already played putt-putt, like are we gonna go back and play more putt-putt until we get to this point. And the guy legitimately looks at us and he's like, Do you think I care? <laughs> he's like some twenty year old stoner, right? Like we're all freaking out that we're not gonna be able to go to the movies. He's like, Do you think I care at all <laughs> that you guys <laughs> are not old enough to see a rated R movie? And we're like, Oh. <laughs> he's like, just go back and watch it. And I wish I could remember what it was. I could probably look back over Kurt Russell's career and figure it out. It was some Kurt Russell shoot 'em up movie, and it was great. It was awesome. Was it Escape from L.A. or something I, like that? You know, in, in my mind, that's what I thought it was, but I can't remember which one was Escape from L.A. and which one was Escape from New York. But I also think it might have been a different one. Oh, God, I'll, I'll figure it out in 20 seconds. Anyway, tell me what else is coming up.
0: Um, unraveled the Stalker's Web. Oh, the Truth and Lies, The Last Gangster. Uh, on ABC at 8 o'clock. There's no Im- there was no information on the site that I used, but it, it sounds okay. cool. Um, and then Johnny, I already said Johnny Knoxville, and on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, and then you have the Blacklist, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, Law and Order Organized Crime, all on NBC from 8 to 10.
1: Was it, was it Executive Decision? Was that what it was? It was either the Executive Decision or it was Escape from L.A. It was one or the other, because they mm-hmm. both came out in 96. Oh, no, no. It was called Breakdown. This was the film. I absolutely one thousand percent remember this. Breakdown. Breakdown was the name of the film, and I had no idea what it was. I, I knew very, I, you know, Kurt Russell. A thirteen-year-old a kid wasn't big into Kurt Russell. He had at that three
0: point. films come out in the same year. Uh, apparently, yeah. How many actors do that these days?
1: Uh, you never yeah, see. I don't know unless they're like bit parts. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen a whole lot. Uh, Kurt Russell was box office baby. Kurt the uh, uh, breakdown made fifty million dollars. The dude was just office. working. He was killing it, man. He was killing it. Came out on May second, nineteen ninety seven. So this would have lined up. That last day of school would have been like the first week of June. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That I guess it was still in theaters at that point. Yeah, Whatever. It was, man. Ma- it made fifty million. It made fifty million. It was wildly it was popular. I ba- remember movies weren't the same way. It wasn't like people would still go to see a movie like the second or third week it was out. Mm-hmm. It was and at that point. Movies were still, like a month later, people were still going to see Apollo 13 oh. because they didn't have the giant cinemaplexes. It was just a different movie. Uh, uh, viewing experience to
0: your titanic point i saw titanic in theaters probably 13 times well that Be- because you have a problem no it so. wasn't my fault but i i, I love going to the movies and that's what we did we would go to the movies oh, and it was, was whatever it was I, I was showing, I, right. I had different friends yeah. who all like i want and saw so with my family i saw my friend jimmy like four times yeah. my friend mike wanted to see it a bunch and it was like i ended up seeing that movie like 13 times because it's what my friends wanted to do
1: Randomly, I ended up seeing Mean Girls multiple times in a a movie theater. That's multiple. Well, one was a drive-in theater. Like, it's a different story. I saw Money Talks multiple times. That's a weird one to have seen multiple times. That's a weird one that you end up seeing multiple times. All right, very good. Thanks today to Anthony Levine Sr. for coming back on with us to talk about his retirement. Thanks also to KZ. We'll get it up in the Greatest Hits section of the tab at Radio.com. Uh, Bruce Billick from the FanDuel Sportsbook will join us tomorrow to talk more about betting for this weekend. A lot of prop bets. I think a lot of people know that there are prop bets for the Super Bowl. Don't realize how many there are for championship weekend. Like which quarterback uh, will throw for the most yards this weekend is something you can bet on uh, through the FanDuel Sportsbook. So we're going to talk about more of those things tomorrow and, uh, you know, stuff and things on the program tomorrow as well. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Exxon Mobil, Great Ate's Memorabilia, Live Casino and Hotel, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, and BuyAToyota.com, as well as my bookie. Thanks to Paul. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go Maryland women, go Towson, go U.S. men's soccer. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.